So stand by. Here we go. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. Happy Monday. Hi. Good morning, guys. Happy Monday. It's your big debut on Bobo 89.1 coming up in just about uh, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All right, what do you got first for headlines on a Monday? Okay, so um, Cabinet had their first ever Cabinet meeting in Little Cayman. This is a historical moment mm-hmm. the Cayman Islands government. So they did this, you know, last weekend. They actually went to um, the BRAC and Little Cayman for the Heroes Day. So they thought, why not just jump over to Little Cayman and have um, three days of meetings and engagements with the Little Cayman community? I will say I saw a lot of government people there when I was there last weekend. So Mm -hmm. that makes sense now. There we go. So the governor, premier, um, deputy premier, Donald France Manderson, ministers, the attorney general and parliamentary secretaries were all there. And um, it was a momentous occasion. So the the smallest of our islands definitely felt uh, very much included. Great. All right. Awesome. um, Elliot, a bit of an exclusive this morning. Uh, you'll hear there's nowhere else yet. Brevin Elliott, who is a deputy um, in the Cayman Islands Fire Service, is actually going to be possibly seconded, but I'm hearing it might be a long-term appointment over at the Cayman Islands Port Authority. So as you know, the Port Authority still has no uh, permanent director, no deputy director, and several other positions are uh, vacant on a permanent basis. So he will go over there as acting um, director of the port. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes for him. So congratulations to Brevin Elliott. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, do you have a story on the port that you're working on? Yeah. We, we, we put it up yesterday. Oh, did you? Okay. Oh, part of the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> part of it. I'm no doubt. Go okay. check it out. CMR. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So a man assaulted his brother yesterday. Um, actually, yesterday was Sunday and Saturday in a very violent assault. Hmm. And um, yes, he cut his brother's face and um, yes. arrested him. And so I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about that from official uh, police yeah. press release a bit later on today. So he's That's now- nice. No, it's not nice. At no, all. there's also that thing in spots that that the runner and the people then the that kicked on, the person on camera. Like, what was going on with that? Yeah, so that was last week's news, Aaron. you got to keep up now. <laughs> no, I know, but yeah. This was the, well, I just saw it for the first time. Three girls on the beach, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that guy got arrested, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got arrested. Ooh. And um, he is facing um, several charges, potentially. But at this stage, he has been arrested as the police continue their investigation. But yeah, it's it was shocking, to say the least. Totally, yeah. What's going on with all these assaults? Will Smith, Chris Rock, I mean, come right. on, people. <laughs> uh, that was classic last night. Congratulations to UCCI. Um, they have received a grant from, um, oh gosh, let me just get right. So they have received a grant from Res Embid, which is, um, they had a big to do on Friday. Uh, basically, almost half a million dollars over $400,000 CI for a program to help train students uh, with trades that are in the sustainability, both environmentally and economic uh, section. So um, congratulations to them. This is a big deal, apparently, to get a grant from this institution. 
Nice. That's Very great. cool. Yeah. Yep. And finally, congratulations to Caitlin Frederick Westerberg. Um, Caitlin is off to the UK and um, she's going to be working in the UK office there, making us all proud. Her accomplishments come just after being on the job here in the Cayman Islands with the Cayman Islands government for only eight months. So well done, Caitlin. Awesome. She is going to be the communications executive coordinator for the Cayman Islands government office in the UK. So well, congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. so those Sorry. are some of your news headlines today. All right. Well, good luck yeah. uh, on your journey uh, yes. uh, on the radio. Uh, <laughs> Future endeavors? No. Beginning in five minutes on Bobo 89.1. We're excited to launch that radio station this morning as well. Absolutely. With uh, with 24-hour news and information and Sandy Hill from CMR from 7.30 to 9.30. So, yeah. um, so that'll be pretty cool. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on the show. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Bye. Right. Our Bye. segment with CMR brought to you exclusively on Blake and Aaron by Doctors Hospital. All right, folks. So we're going to get it. Who's with me? Rise and shine. So, okay, let me tell you what we what we have to do every morning. So things are going to change up a little bit. First of all, the phone is plugged in. So we're going to start taking calls here. I want you guys to call in. We're going to have a little party. And then, um, actually, we have a special guest coming on at about 8 o'clock. Let me just message him. Good morning. Mm -hmm. So um, basically what we do is at 7.30 sharp. Oh, let me open up my clock. I've got to be very, very precise because um, radio does not allow for any um, any errors, basically. So let me just make sure that this is picking up my microphone. Yes, so we got to be precise. I'm just checking all settings now. Um, audio. So we've got those speakers there for output. We have those speakers there for input. And this should also be um, I should see this gauge working on this. All right, let me just double check something here. So exactly at 7.30 we have to go live. Um, da, 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 da. So we're going to be precise. We got to be precise. All right, so um, good morning. I do need to adjust my camera, which is just a little bit off. 
Um, good morning, everybody. What's up? Hey, Barbara. Hey, Wee Wee. Hey, Virtuous. Give me one second. I'm actually going to turn on the light behind me. And then we got two minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be live on the radio. And then you guys get to see the new intro this morning. So we got Less than a minute. It's 7.29 in four seconds. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Okay, give me one second, folks. Sorrel, ginger, beaver grass, or English. Get it ready. Ready. Your morning tea Your morning just tea. got hotter. Hotter. Honey chat. On the cold, the hard, cold truth. hard truth. Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays, Caribbean Connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea. What a mess. Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill. everyone so we are super excited because it is now official folks we are an 89.1 fm that is bobo so if you're driving in your car please message your friends tell them to go ahead and log in right now you've got more options to be able to catch us right here on um the cold hard truth so this is our inaugural debut debut so let's get it folks um super super happy uh everything looks good from what i'm being told of course i can't technically listen to the radio at the same time but do let me know if you're listening to the radio how things are going and uh, feel free to call in i'm gonna send everybody so we've got our whatsapp notifications going out now so folks you always have the option to be part of the um whatsapp news group just send us a WhatsApp message to 324-1612, and then we are happy to take your calls. So as usual, we have good manners here on um, CMR. We want to wish everyone a very, very good morning. We've got our usual folks on uh, Facebook and YouTube. So we've got Virtuous, Marshall, Rhonda's here. Good morning. Rita is joining us. Buenos dias. We have Diamond Princess Sapphire, who's got it locked. She says, bless morning to y'all. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Good morning, Barbara. 
Marcel. Um, yes, we're going to talk about some of that here in a second. Olivia and Omeria, pleasant good morning. Stephen joining us from the UK. Good morning, Stephen. Uh, we've got Irvlin and Felicia also got it locked. Siobhan, Dana, lots of people logged on, almost 200 people already, and I'm sure tons are now listening through the radio. Gabby, Ingrid, Everton, uh, Luis, good morning. Big shout out to Luis. I saw him on Friday night. Talk a little bit about that this morning as well. Miss Joyce says, all the best uh, for your new venture. Morning, Larry. So folks, as you know, you can call in on the program. I would love for you guys to call in. Uh, 936-2626 is uh, the number. So do feel free to um, give us a jingle on the regular phone. Good morning, Miss Sue. Uh, she says it's Bobo time. Marsha likes the new intro. So of course, you guys know we had to do something different for today's special um, launch. Thank you, Miss Moya. She says, congratulations on this new accomplishment. Wanda, Everton, Larry, everybody's here. Uh, Dasmin, thank you. Hi, Henry. Good morning, Bobo. Yes, good morning, TD. Morning, Jackie, Josephine, Dale. So listen, we've got a special guest um, that's coming on for eight o'clock-ish. And uh, hopefully we will have um, them on without any issues. So um, Denise says she's listening on the radio and it's coming in loud and clear. Ooh, look, we've got our first ever caller on Bobo 89.1 on the Cold Hard Truth. So good morning, caller. Morning, Sandy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. I just like want to I say congratulations. Like you, I feel like you should win a prize for being caller number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I just want to say congratulations. I understand the hard work that you put into getting to this point. And um, it's, uh, there needs to be a place for the public to have conversation. Unfortunately, the previous government was um, sort of successful in shutting down the other talk show and um i think that's a tragedy the world is moving in a dangerous direction one that's either going to be settled peacefully or with bloodshed and um because the world is there are some in the world that's moving us towards slavery and absolute control total destruction of rights including privacy um and that's not gonna have a good outcome. Mm -hmm. um, the, the prince and princess traveling around the Caribbean, dancing with the natives is, um, I think, disgraceful. Mm -hmm. I think Caymanians need to wake up ab about the relationship with the monarch mm -hmm. and what it really represents. And the fact that uh, the prince was unwilling to say I'm sorry, um, tells me that he's not sorry. Mm -hmm. And um, I know there are people who will say, oh, well, he didn't do it. But uh, actually, he's defending the, the action by not saying, um, not putting the pressure on for, 
for there to be an apology. And did he, they, did he they, not apologize, Denny? No. No. He said it shouldn't have happened. But that's not the same as saying, like, if you say, okay, if you say I'm sorry mm-hmm. for it, that's different. Like, you know, you know how, like, people sometimes when they do an apology, they say, I, I would like to apologize to you. Mm-hmm. That's not an apology. Okay. Right? Right? You have to, you have to say, I'm sorry mm. for what happened. Okay. That's an apology. Yeah. No, I, I thought he, I thought he said that, um, I thought he took some responsibility. And said no, that- he, no, he said it shouldn't have happened. But uh, that that's as far as he went. And um, I, and and on that note, actually, I think what needs to happen is that there needs to be a focus on the education system regarding comprehension, because what the British and others who manipulate us do really well is language. And um, we need to up our game if we want to play in their ballpark. All right. Well, Danny, we're going to keep it a little bit light today. I know you're ready to dive into some serious issues. But since this is our inaugural show, at least until 8 o'clock. We're gonna that is it. my light version. <laughs> that is your light version. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Danny's come with all guns blazing. Oh, but I, I, just, I just wanted to, to just say that... Um, it's great to have um, your show on the air. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, there will be controversy, but that's what the discussion is about because you have to under- people have to understand that if, if there isn't a place where people can sit and talk and rationalize issues, then mm-hmm. they're going to fight about it. And the question is, do you want them to talk or do you want them to fight? Right. Let's start with talking. That's what we're all about here. All right. Take care. Thanks, Denny. All right, folks. 936-2626 is the number to call in. Good morning to Jean. Jean says, congratulations. Carol has got it locked. Carol says, uh, Germans don't apologize for the Nazis. We need to move on. So Carol says, maybe expecting an apology isn't something that's realistic. We do have another caller who's joining us. Good morning, caller. Thank you for calling in. Good morning, Miss Sunday. Hello. And good morning, Cayman. What a beautiful day. Sandra, um, I just want to say, you know, you've come a long way from when you started. And it is it is absolutely wonderful to have another radio show because I remember I used to listen to Woody religiously and um i have been listening to you religiously on on youtube and i want to say congratulations and this is something that came on really really need and i know i'm 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 going to be honest with you someone said to me yesterday they say um Oh, my God, everybody's afraid of Sandra because they don't want to do anything wrong and let Sandra get a hold of it. I said to them, I say, that is a good thing because you know what? A lot of good things, they will try to start doing the right thing Mm -hmm. 
and not the wrong thing because they know if they do wrong things, it's going to come out. So, I mean, totally, totally agree when someone do wrong, yes. Sometimes we try to defend our loved ones, but at the same time, they do wrong, it's wrong. Wrong is wrong and right is right. And this morning, um, apply those principles uh, without fear or favor, you know, and I think yes. that's really important. Exactly. And this morning, like I say, I'm, I'm congratulating you and I am so happy because um, I go to work and I don't get a chance to read Compass or read Times or the paper like that. My time is I can put in my earbuds and I have my radio on my desk and I can listen to whatever news on the radio or I can plug into YouTube or whatever. And I am really, really grateful and thankful for this platform and to have someone like you that stands firm for what you know is right. Thank you. Congratulations and have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. Have a good day. You too, my dear. Bye-bye. All right, folks, so we've got Miss Alba says, Buenos dias, Sandy, como estas? Yo estoy bien, muy bien, muy bien. We got Sue uh, says, totally agree with what you're saying. Um, so Denny has already kicked off our first serious discussion of the morning, and people are definitely weighing in. Uh, good morning to Jake, who's joining us. So El Ray says, we can't change the past. We just have to be aware of it and move on. Hmm. Interesting. El Rey also says the cold hard truth, the hot tea, official radio day brew. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one because we have got the hot tea here brewing, folks. Um, Don is saying that we need some new merchandise. Can't wait for the Bobo t-shirts. Oh, yeah, we can get so creative with Bobo t-shirts and the cold hard truth. Mm -mm -mm. I love it, Don. And as you guys know, if you're new to the program, you may not know this, but this is actually going to be CMR's fifth year coming up in June that we're going to be celebrating. So the party is going to go right from March all the way through. So we definitely have a lot, folks, that uh, we're going to be discussing. Good morning, Miss Jean. So what do you guys think about this? Danny brought up a very interesting discussion, and this has definitely got me thinking. Do you apologize for something that you didn't actually do? Hmm. It's interesting. I mean, I feel like if you are the monarch of a country and you're representing or the president of a country and you're representing that country, that um, if you've never said it before, that at some point, you know, you do make some sort of an apology. Uh, Denny wasn't happy with the apology. I thought it was as close as you're going to get. Maybe he's right. Maybe they're playing semantics a little bit, but it's it's the best that they've ever said. And I think that on the other hand, um, El Rey has some point that at some point in our lives, we all have to move on. You know, there'll be people who will make us unhappy. There'll be people who will hurt us. And if we are not, what's that saying that you don't forgive for yourself? Um, you forgive, I'm sorry, you don't forgive for the other person. My apologies. You forgive for yourself because in order for you to be able to oftentimes move past a transgression, the truth of the matter is you have to be willing to let it go and forgive the person. Now, forgiving and letting it go doesn't necessarily mean that you're forgetting about it because that would be foolish because oftentimes if you take that position, 
of forgetting about it, what you have happening is uh, the person comes back and does the exact same thing and you accept it. And we certainly don't want that type of thing happening, right? So I do think that uh, there are times, folks, when you've got to say, you know what, um, you've come as close as you can come to an apology. Let's move on and try to do better. better. Listen, historically, there has been a lot that has happened between um, countries and their colonies, and 95% of it wasn't good. Um, I think that there's been a lot that has been done in more recent times that is positive, and we have to now try to focus on the positive without forgetting the lessons of the past. I know that that's where Denny is coming from, because if we forget the lessons of the past, then we are bound to repeat them, even in terms of our relationship with our mother country. So there you go. Um, so Damien says the so Russian civilians don't need to apologize uh, for Putin or be punished. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a current situation. So that's not way in the past. That's not something that anybody has moved through. That is something that is currently happening now. So there has to be for your current actions, of course, there has to be some um, degree of accountability, right? Thank you, Jake. Good morning to Sherry. Andrew's here. So folks, again, the, the lines are hot. The um, Not only are the phone lines hot, but the uh, social media comments are hot as well. Good morning. Um, Andrew says there seems to be a technical issue with callers can only hear the caller, not you. You know what I'm thinking may have happened? So after the show, I'm going to revisit these settings. Because over the weekend, we did make some settings to the board that is meant to impact background sound. And I think that when the caller is speaking, it's actually inadvertently thinking I'm a background noise and muting me. So I think we may have to go back to the drawing board and um, maybe put those settings back. That's just me, non-tech person here, uh, thinking that that's what's going on. So let me just... Uh, so that's something in the technical world called noise gain, I think is what it call, is called. Yeah, because we certainly didn't have the issue um, last week when we were taking calls. So, all right, we will work on that. Um, just a couple buttons that we can play with. And um, yes, thank you. So our special guest is here in the studio. So we're going to jump them on here in just a second. Good morning to Nikki. They're a little bit early. Uh, Larry says Bobo coffee mugs. Yes. Nikki says, uh, good morning, CMR Nation. Everton says, I don't think it's right to blame the prince and the princess for something that they don't have absolutely, that they didn't have, I think, absolutely anything to do with. And I think people should move on and stop going back in the past. Carol wants to know, has America ever apologized to anyone? Mm, mm, mm. Wow. You're already hot this morning. Um, so, yeah, this concept of nations apologizing. I think, I think when they take steps to rectify the wrongs of, uh, you know, what has been done, including legal steps, abolishing slavery, and that sort of thing, I think that those things are important ways of, instead of just apologizing, actually taking corrective action. And fixing it with her actions. Because listen, sometimes it's actually really easy to apologize because it is just words. Um, what is more significant, folks, is when your actions, which as we know, actions speak louder than words. You know, Aunt Lottie's words of wisdom. You've got to show 
it through your actions that you are indeed um, taking a different and new path and you are apologetic. I go to court all the time and I see people stand up before the judges and they apologize and they use words about how sorry they are. But by the third or fourth time that you show up in court for the same sort of offense, the magistrate and judges start to look at you and go, listen, you're before me again. I'm not really going to believe you this time. Even sometimes on a first offense, they're like, mm, I don't know if I believe you, you know, because what you did was so egregious that your apology uh, is noted, but it will have no impact on the outcome of the matter. It'll have no impact on your sentencing. I've seen that numerous times. I think it's good to admit if you've done something wrong early on um, and take responsibility for it. But, you know, it really comes down to the actions that you take after that. Morning, Stacy. So Stacy has been uh, really busy since coming at our program over a week ago. And we were so happy to assist Stacy re recovering over $2,300 of her hard earned money. And we now have another case that we're on, um, which is a case of uh, the Filipino um, mix up. $2,800 has been taken from a young lady. And, you know, I cannot imagine working so hard for your money and then have someone take it as though it belongs to them. It's called stealing, it's a theft. And, um, you know, the actions normally of the people who do it are just so egregious. They just completely have no moral compass. So we have another case that we're going to be on um, here shortly, and I'll be giving you guys all the intricate details of that. Jared is joining us. Good morning, Jared. Welcome to the Cold Hard Truth. Morning, morning, Miss Sandy. How are you? I had to be one of the little young ones to call and say congratulations on the radio Thank show. You. It's upward and onward. And so, yes. you know, congrats, congrats, right? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Right, bye -bye. That's it. Jared was a man of few words this morning. Well, thank you. Um, good morning to Irma. Good morning to Scott. We've got lots of people. Adrian has got it locked. We have lots of people who are um, listening and silently watching. So, um, yes, Carolina Ferreira, good morning. She says, uh, responding to Everton, she says, no one is blaming them. The British monarch amassed a tremendous amount of wealth and power from the slave trade, which they still benefit from to this day. Similarly, people of color in general, and Black people in particular, are still suffering from the systemic racism created from them, and until there is real equity and equality, there is no moving on. Hmm. Well, there you have it. Thank Carolina said it well. Scott, good morning. How are you? Thank you so much. Scott says, welcome to the world of radio. So later on in the week, we're going to have um, some very, very interesting news about the cold hard truth. Um, obviously, this is our first day on radio, but you're going to be surprised to find out a little tidbit um, about uh, the world of radio and especially talk show in the Cayman Islands. So um, I'm not in a position to tell you guys it's the hot tea in that one yet, but soon come. Marshall says that he agrees that actions speak louder than words. So someone um, apologizes and then continues to do wrong. An apology means nothing. And we do have another caller who's joining us. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Morning, Sandra. Shannon, how are you? I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks. First of all, congratulations for the radio station. 
it's thank well needed. You. Thank you. Um, I just want to raise something real quick about mm -hmm. these um, truck drivers and oh, the road gosh. bullying and the overloaded trucks. And mm -hmm. why has the government not done anything about implementing time windows where these trucks can't be on the road? They're just making the traffic worse. And then they want to run cars over or push cars off the road. And, and then, you know, their, their trucks are overloaded and they one good bump and they've got everything dumping on cars. Yes. It's a good like, question for sure. I mean, I know we, I know, I know everybody's got to eat, mm -hmm. but for love of God, like we have enough issues with traffic and I like I spend most of my time cursing in the morning because these trucks are trying to run you off the road. Right, right, right. Wow. Um, well, we we, we definitely don't we definitely driver. don't want you cursing. So no, <laughs> no, but we were like <sighs> I don't I don't know how many um, license plates of truck drivers like my dash cam catches the footage. I take pictures. I send them to RCIPS. But the question is, are they actually doing anything about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it, it's a good question, and we're going to try to see if we can find out. Thank you. I All appreciate right. that. Thank you. <laughs> well, you have an amazing day. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, um, All right, then. All right, hon. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Yes, we, we, definitely don't, we, we definitely don't want her cursing, just like we try not to curse too much here. But, you know, some days certain things just really, really frustrate you. So I'm trying to – I can hear that I'm – um, as you guys can see, I'm trying to make some adjustments on the fly. So let me know if that particular call was any better. But yes, um, I think the caller makes a valid point. I don't know how realistic it is to tell people that they can't drive during certain hours, but it's almost common sense. Like you would think that they would know better, um, you know, that they would be like, oh, yeah, let me just, you know, figure it out on my own. But you can't. Listen, at the end of the day, I think that the truth is there's certain things that you can't expect other people to do on their own, right? And that's why we've got laws, because if you left it up to the good common sense of the community, sometimes that simply just does not work. Mm, interesting. Well, um, well, we'll see what the government is thinking. On the one hand, we don't want them micromanaging every aspect of our lives. But when it comes to road safety, this is an ongoing and uh, really, really important component of our lives. Our roads are not safe, folks. I mean, did you guys see the accidents this weekend? Oh, my God. It started out with Friday afternoon. I don't know if you guys saw this post or not, but there was a lady who was uh, driving drunk in the vicinity of, or was that, Northward. And I know she was drunk um, because initially I didn't know. And I thought, hmm. I see the police giving her a breathalyzer, which was quite interesting. And they don't normally, I don't think they just randomly give every single person who's in an accident a breathalyzer. So that was the first hint that something was amiss. But um, more importantly, what I saw after that was the fact that, um, you know, we were getting phone calls of people saying, girl, Sandy, this woman was literally pouring out the alcohol out of her, uh, it's like an SUV. And I thought, are you kidding me? And, and no, they were not kidding. One lady, she was actually afraid to share it for her. She said, Sandy, I recorded her doing it. And I said, what? She said, yeah, she was before the police got on the scene, she was there dumping 
all the liquor that she had in the car, which to me is just absolutely shocking. Um, who does that? In the middle of the afternoon, like four o'clock in the afternoon, there were still school buses on the roads. Uh, because when we got the video, we saw school buses driving by, trying to get our children safely back home. And look at this lady. She is out having a good time way before happy hour. I guess her philosophy was it's five o'clock somewhere. But folks, um, don't drink and drive. Like these things, again, seem to be common sense. Here's the vehicle. Do you guys remember this from Friday? Look at this. All smashed up. She hit the wall. Thankfully, she didn't hit anybody else. Um, but this, again, could have been deadly. The roads were wet, as you see here. They were already wet. And, yeah, she just ran into the wall and, you know, she was able to walk away from this uh, relatively unscathed. So the police gave her a breathalyzer test and they also, um, you know, have arrested her in suspicion of hmm. crazy. So, yeah, I mean, we expect people to do the right thing, but they don't always do it. Uh, good morning, Miss Emma. She says, you can, I can hear you better in that call. Yes. I've made some adjustments. In fact, um, what I've done for now is I've actually turned that particular setting off. Lavana, good morning. She says, you know, I'm listening as usual in the kitchen. Lavana is always there cooking. Thank you so much for tuning in. Gigi says, no cursing, laughing out loud. Cause yes, we might have, um, you know, all sorts of people listening that don't want to hear that. So common sense is not so common, says Marshall. Um, John says, on my radio, 89.1 FM is a different station. Hmm? What do you mean it's a different station? Are you sure you're not at um, the one, the next frequency over? So 89.1 is Bobo, and you should be hearing me right now. So Carmelie, good morning. Damien says, um, just get over the Holocaust. Also move on. The Native Indians have with 100 million of them killed. Well, you know, um, to that point, Damien, and then we're going to welcome our guests in the studio. I think that, again, some steps, some corrective steps have been made um, to put the Native Indians supposedly uh, back where they were. But, you know, I think once certain atrocities have been committed, there's never, they, they can honestly never be undone. And, you know, as much as you want to do, I guess the truth of the matter is there will always be um, remnants of that that we have to live with. And we have to, every single day, we just have to get up and make a conscious effort to try to do better. Because if you know better, then you have an obligation to do better. And really, that is the key. So Miss Charlene is joining us um, from West Bay. Miss Charlene says, good morning, everyone. And to her host, congratulations on your new media venture. So happy for you. Thank you, Richard, as well. Uh, Richard says, I um, got you loud and clear in my car. Morning, Benji. Joining us on YouTube. So we've got uh, YouTube, Facebook with over 265 people. And then who knows how many are listening on the radio. Okay. So I told you guys a couple weeks ago that we had a special guest that was going to be joining us. And uh, we actually did a competition and you guys were guessing, except no one actually guessed who it was. I was a little bit surprised. I must say that um, I thought that maybe you guys would have been able to do this, but nobody guessed it. And so today is the day that our special guest is on. He, he hit number one, did promise us that um, he'd be joining us for our inaugural um, radio debut. So 
Shall I give you guys one more little guess? I've just given you a hint. I've narrowed it down. You guys are all over the map in terms of who you thought it was. I've got a uh, gift certificate here, folks, for your choice, Popeyes or Burger King, if you can guess who our special guest is. So we now know that the person is a male. Mm-hmm. And let me see if I can give you one more hint without making it too easy. We can't make it too easy. Uh, is it Woody? No, sorry, it's not Woody. Morning, uh, Lily. Thank you, Aquaman. Jared thinks it's the premiere. Well, the premiere is special, but you know he comes on the show all the time. <laughs> so no, this person, here's another hint. This person has never been on the show before. So Sydney thinks it's Don Seymour. No, Don is so shy. He's a behind the scenes person. I don't think I'd ever be able to get him to come on air. So nope, it's not Don. Morning Charm, Kevin, which Kevin? Damien, Damien's on the money. Damien says Will Smith. Yes, it's Will Smith. No, it's not Will Smith. Uh, speaking of Will Smith, OMG. Seriously? What happened last night, y'all? That was crazy. Oh my God. I, I wasn't watching the Oscars, by the way. But as soon as it happened, uh, my phone started blowing up. Like really blowing up. Did you see this? Like people weren't even sure if it was real. They were like, I think maybe they were joking. And I looked at it. I looked at the video and I said, you know what? You know how I know they're not joking? Because even when Will Smith was laughing, his wife, you can always look at women normally and tell they're not, they're not messing around with you, right? His wife, the expression on her face, because she was the butt of the joke, the expression on her face was like, oh, you just didn't go there. And uh, so no, we'll talk about that later on, but it was, it's not Will. It's not Austin. Chris Saunders, well, he's never been on the show, but it's not him. The governor, the governor hasn't been on the morning show, but we have interviewed him before. Alden, Richard, no, Sir Alden is busy doing other things. Nope, not Mr. McKeever Bush. Good morning, Tracy. Chris Rock says L. Ray. Bernie Bush, no. You guys are so funny talking about Chris Rock. And so a lot of people are guessing Chris Saunders. Chris Saunders seems to be the most popular. You know what? I'm going to send this to Chris. I'm going to be like, Chris, listen, the people are demanding you come on. But it isn't It isn't Chris Saunders either. Wow, this is, this is a tough one as it turns out. I thought you guys would have had this, this really quickly. But uh, no. Mm -mm -mm. Can I give you another hint? Oh man, I don't, I don't want to make it too, too easy, but okay. Um, let's narrow it down. Oh, hold on. Stop the presses. Moya actually got it. She said the deputy governor. Hold on. Let me get my little applause button going here. Yes, Moya. Let me see. Applause. Moya got the correct answer. Deputy Governor, so Moya, let me know. Would you rather have Burger King or Popeyes for lunch? Wonderful gift certificate. Yes, Moya, it is none other than. We'll bring him in the studio now. Mr. Franz Manderson. Good morning. <laughs> it took, whoa, that was that was tough, France. I mean, everybody. Was yeah, there. well done, Moya. Yes, they were all over the map. And I can't believe um, my my good friend Shaden didn't um didn't <laughs> didn't put me forward. 
And I do yeah. want to tell her that we have been listening to her um, complaints about traffic in the Eastern districts. And uh -huh. if over the next day or two, the police is going to have a major announcement as to how some things that they're doing to improve up there. So stay tuned. Oh, wow. Look at that. Chad, you got a little, little yes. something, something special coming. Yes. So wonderful. Thank you so much for that uh, pre-announcement. Yes. So first of all, let us um, welcome you uh, to the Cold Heart Truth. This is your first time on this program. But, you know, I was actually reminiscing the other day, um, France, uh, if I may call you that. Sure, sure. <laughs> With with our sort of history, we go way back. We actually went to um, law school together. Right. Um, you know, we were hustling back in the day, do, going That's through right. studying those law books and stuff. I got to know France a little bit um, in both his immigration capacity of head of the immigration department at the time. And then he eventually moved on um, to his current position of, as deputy governor. But France actually came on my other show that I used to have, which was the uh, straight talk show back in the day, and he was actually, at the time, our number one guest. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of guests coming on, but he got the most mm -hmm. phone calls, mm -hmm. the calls are blowing up, people always had a ton of questions for him. So uh, we wanna welcome you back, um, but of course now this is a whole new show and a whole new yes. ball game. Congratulations, by the way, yes. Congratulations on this major achievement, thank you. We're all very proud. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Tracy went all out and she pulled out Kenneth Dart out of the hat. <laughs> Again, I don't think that he'd be coming on. You know, he's another no. person that's very much um, shy and behind the scenes. Yeah. I think he enjoys remaining as anonymous as possible, walk down the street. And nobody even knows that, hey, that's actually Kenneth Dart. That's right. Um, so, yes, thank you guys so much. Some other good guesses here. Sabrina Turner, well, she's been on. Sydney said, my husband. Uh, nope, he's another person that's behind the scenes. He doesn't like the limelight either. Um, so definitely not him. Um, Sabrina's being cheeky. She says, is it Mario? <laughs> oh, you guys are so funny. And look, Alexandra eventually guessed France Manderson as well. Yes, it is France Manderson, folks. Um, Good morning, so Beautiful. So Moya wants me to donate um, her gift certificate, sorry, to one of her Caymanians in need. Well, thank you, Moya. And um, I think I can find some kids who would love to have this. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, I appreciate it. So, uh, Mr. Manderson, thank yes. you. So tell us, um, let's talk a little bit about, since we were walking down memory lane here, um, how you've gotten to where you are. Yes, thank you. And again, good morning to everyone. And um, Sandra, thanks again for having me on. And um, you were so right. I, I do did really enjoy coming on to your show when you were um, doing the radio before. So I promise to be back and um, I promise to be a regular, um, a regular um, guest. But yes, yeah, so I on February of this year, I celebrated 10 years as Deputy Governor. So it has been a long road for me and in Ju on July 7th, my birthday this year, it would be 40 years for me in the civil service. Wow. So, a, a tremendous um, long uh, career within the civil service. Mm -hmm. uh, but looking back, I, uh, I, at age 15, I um, was not sure what I wanted to do. I was graduating from school the, the next year at John Gray. Uh -huh. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was working in my um, uncle's cabinet shop in the summers, making cabinets. 
I was pretty sure that I didn't want to do that for my for my career, although I did enjoy it and learned a lot. It helps me today. Uh, but I I thought, you know, I would become a member of one of the uniformed services, um, uh, possibly police, but I wasn't I wasn't sure. And uh, I we had a careers day at John Gray and um, uh, immigration officer came and dressed in the uniform. And I was immediately um, attracted to, to to the uniform and the the, the stories that the um, person was telling us in terms of what the immigration department did. So I said, you know what, I would like to maybe give that a try. And um, mm -hmm. my mother said to me, Fran, that's a great idea. Um, immigration is right across the street from the glasshouse where I work, so I can drop you to um, to work in the morning. So I applied for an internship at age 15. And I was granted an internship and I went in and I worked for the summer. Didn't really like what I was doing. I was mm -hmm. filing cards, but that was okay. And um, But I learned what a tremendous impact immigration had on our, on our island in terms of uh, border security, in terms of removing people who have no right to be here, removing undesirables, creating opportunities for our people through the work permit system. And I wanted to be part of that. So the following year after graduation, I applied back to immigration and I was given a job as an early paid worker, doing almost the exact same thing that I had been doing the year before. But mm -hmm. I, um, I persevered. And in July the following year, I um, became an immigration officer. And that was you know, still one of the proudest moments of my life, um, mm -hmm. wearing that uniform for the first time. Uh, standing in front of a mirror and and put on my uniform that evening, and my mom actually had to tell me to take it off and go to bed. You know, I was <laughs> I was so proud. I was right. so proud to to finally um, achieve that. And I and at age eighteen, um, I made a goal for myself, and I said, Franz, by the time you are forty years old, mm -hmm. I think you will you could be the next um, chief immigration officer at age wow. forty. So and at the age of 18, you said- At the age of 18, I set a goal for myself. And mm -hmm. um, I am proud to say that I achieved that goal. At, I was chief immigration officer at age 39. But I, I, I understood that I would have to improve my education. So you mentioned we went to law school together. Mm -hmm. You know, I was working and going to law school and you know, working shifts, uh, working five o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night uh, and then mm -hmm. having to study and go to class during the day. It was a real challenge, but I was able to, a lot of support from my family and my colleagues. I uh, I had to stop because we had a thousand Cubans arrive. So I had to stop my um, studies to deal with those with those persons. So some stops and starts, but I think over a eight year period is when I it took me to finish um, my legal studies. And mm -hmm. then I left immigration for a year and went to work at a law firm to do my, my articles, my pupillage. And then I came back as head of immigration. And it, mm -hmm. it's still one of the best jobs that I've ever had. It prepared me well for this job, uh, crisis management, dealing with lots of um, customers, dealing with staff. Um, and my my goal coming into to, to deputy governor was to, to promise that I would do everything I could to give uh, my people the same opportunities that I have had in terms of career possession, uh, progression, training <clears throat> opportunities, and, and making sure that civil servants know that we care, that, that our customers know that we care. 
and let the government know that we will implement their um, policy priorities, you know, with passion and conviction. So mm -hmm. that is that is my story in a nutshell. Um, I, I have it has been the absolute privilege uh, and pleasure to be deputy governor and head of the civil service. We have an amazing team of, of civil servants and I have a senior leadership team that support me. And, um, you know, I enjoy coming to work every day. But um, I do know that at some point I am going to have to go to West Bay and get into my hammock and give someone else an opportunity to be deputy governor. So I have to think about that very soon and, and decide how I want to do that. Wow. All right. So, I mean, that's amazing. I, I don't recall you ever sharing. Well, I've never heard the story before at 18 that you set that goal for yourself. So I think that that's, um, you know, it's a good example of how even our young people can, um, I'm sure at the time there are people who would have said to you, oh, that's not realistic. You'll never get there. That won't happen. But if you, if you know what you want and you set your mind to it, you know, most things in life are simply not impossible. You just have to know what path will get you there That's and right. how to, um, how to, you know, take that in the most productive way possible. So we have um, Nathina saying, good morning, my deputy. Um, good morning, Ms. Blake. Yes, Shadden is very happy to hear the good news. She said, good morning and thank you so much. And it says, France, I remember your first day at work at immigration. Wow. Uh, later yes. on, you told me you wanted to one day be the chief, and you made that and more. Congrats! Yes. So, oh yes, I was on, yeah. Oh, I love I love working with Miss Anne. She's an absolute pleasure to work with, and she's she's a good friend. Yeah, she remembers you saying that. Yeah. Uh, Miss Lucille says, "Good morning, Sandy." Um, says, uh, "New, I'm within my best friend Dulce yesterday. Um, hello to her family for me. At least I can hear and see." What is going on home? I know um, you're coming on this morning. I won't miss you. I won't miss you for the day. I'm going to sit for the day with a cup of tea and I love the show and I don't care um, who else. Uh, keep it up. Let France know I'm so proud of him. Mm -hmm. You all take care at home and love the Cayman mm -hmm. Islands. So Lucille Forbes. Um, Ms. Lucille, where, where are you listening from, by the way? Um, are you in the UK or where are you? Um... So Anne also says, France, remember your first day? Yes. Um, after a while, uh, yes, I think that was a repeat of the last message. Um, so thank you so much. And Athena says, you're the best. Lots of heart emojis coming in from Anne. So, um, uh-oh, CE Bank says, this is who your special guest is. Sorry, <laughs> but you're not for Caymanians, France. So France, we're going to address. Um, oh, yes, I would like to talk about that. Yes, for sure. Well, one thing uh, about France is he doesn't shy away from any difficult no. questions, folks. So on that note, CE Banks, Banks, let's let's jump in. So when you yes. hear people say, I mean, you've had an almost 40 year career in the yeah. civil service and a good portion of that has been, um, you know, as a leader, uh, both at immigration and now for the past 10 years as deputy leader. When you hear people say that you're not yeah. for Caymanians, um, first of all, how does that make you feel and how do you respond to it? Uh, well, it's it saddens me actually because they just don't know who who I am. They obviously yeah. don't know uh, anything about me. If you if you feel that way, um, but again, give me a chance to 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 change your mind. So, mm -hmm. if you got a few minutes, I can I can I can certainly give you some very clear things that I have done. Uh, not mm -hmm. things that I'm going to do, or just talk about it. Things that I have done over my career that I think 
has demonstrated my love for my people and um, and the care and concern that I have for my people. So can we can we go there? Yes, then absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So day one, day one uh, in my career, I realized that um, when I started as an immigration officer, you know, things were not. Uh, Things were, in the 1980s, there was a construction boom and mm -hmm. things were, were hustle and bustle. And I, my team and I were charged with going out and arresting people and deporting them. That was our job. That's all we did from 5 a.m. in the morning and till about 10 o'clock at night. And I did that for 12 years. And it, it became clear to me that I was you know, risking my life for, um, uh, um, on, the, on the job. My team and I, I have been injured. I have um, been rocks thrown at me. People threatened to kill me. Um, people um, tried to assault me. I had numerous difficult arrests, but, you know, my team and I, we, we persevered. But I, I had to ask myself, at, and I, I think it was around age 25 when I was, deciding to get married and to and to have children and, and everything, you know, Franz, you are, you know, there's a chance that you can lose your life in this job. You know, are you, are you prepared for that? And, and the answer was yes. If I lose my life in the service of my country for my people, then I'm okay with that. I, I, I have seen myself covered in my own blood, not something you ever want to see being injured on, on duty. Mm -hmm. But I did not. I did not give up, Sandra. I, I was determined to make my country a better place for my people. So I don't think Chet has risked his life for our our beloved islands. But I have. I have on numerous occasions with a brave team of individuals who work with me every day, and I is a great pleasure. Um, yes, on Saturday um, to co-host the. Um, Heroes Day Awards um, for my uniform services. I did three of those, four of those actually. And to see some of my colleagues being awarded um, there on Saturday, my Caymanian colleagues uh, being awarded for their outstanding contribution to um, the betterment of the Cayman Islands made me really proud to be able to call out some of their names, to take photos with them, um, made me exceptionally proud. And we all all of those persons a great sense of gratitude in our uniform services. Mm -hmm. But but moving on to, to more recently, that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I have made a, a, a pledge to myself that during my tenure as head of immigration, as head of the civil service, was I'm going to give, as I said earlier, my people as many opportunities as, as possible. So I spent my half of my life deporting non-Kemanians. That was what I did. So I'm not sure if I'm not for Kemanians, who I'm, and I'm not for non-Kemanians, and who exactly am I for? But mm -hmm. I have that was my job, and I did it well. Now, how do we um, take care of my people in the civil service? Mm -hmm. How do I take care of the larger group? So some of the things that that I have done, uh, and when I say I, it's my team. It is the team that surrounds me that have uh, really supported me in doing these things. First thing, one of the first things that we were able to achieve was to raise the retirement age to 65. I had numerous Caymanians coming to me, Mr. Manderson, I am, I'm 
59 years old. I haven't finished paying my mortgage. I would love to stay on um, a few more years. Mm-hmm. I'm hardworking. I'm dedicated. Um, and you know, with the assistance of the elected government, the opposition um, was was big on this. Um, Deputy Premier Saunders was was really big on this. We raised the retirement age, and we did that for one reason: mm-hmm. to help Caymanians keep their homes not get re- retired and then lose their homes. Kimani's that wanted to continue to work, they were able to work. And now I have uh, you know, persons working um, to 65, but I have a number of people who, even when they reach 65, Mr. Manderson, can I work a few more years, please? I, I just I just want to, to finish a project. I want I want to um, you know achieve something else before I retire. And I've and we have allowed that. So again, Caymanians first, putting our people first and their welfare. We have increased our salaries in the civil service over the last six years by 14%. Civil servants, Caymanian civil servants benefited from that. And I am very proud to say that, you know, we have been looking after the team in the civil service, 75% of which are Caymanian. We are for our people. The person at the very bottom were hourly paid. We moved them from a lot of those from hourly paid to monthly paid, increased their salaries, increased their, their leave. Again, those are Caymanians. We have very, very few non-Caymanians at the lower end of our spectrum, persons that are working at DEH and other departments like that who do valuable work for us. Remember when we were not getting our garbage collected and we realized how very important it, the garbage collectors were, well, we are now showing them that we care about them and that we value their service. Hmm. We have the civil service college. That was there before I came. But one of the things my team and I did was to say, we are going to offer a bachelor's degree to Caymanian civil servants who uh, want to, pro- to progress up the ladder, who want to further their education free. So if you are a Caymanian civil servant, you can obtain your bachelor's degree in public administration free. That is something exclusively for Caymanians. Exclusively for Caymanians that happened during my time as deputy governor. We have uh, we have paid honorariums to our civil servants during COVID, before COVID, because we understand that they need to feed their families. And I've had Caymanian civil servants come up to me when we first paid that honorarium um, a few um, years ago, I said, Mr. Manderson, I was not sure if I was going to be able to bring my, my son home for the summer holidays, uh, I think, or maybe the Christmas holidays, because I was living pay, paycheck to paycheck. But that honorarium, that $1,000 that you um, gave us, or not me, but the government gave us, has allowed me to bring my son home for Christmas. Thank you. And I've had so many Caymanian civil servants come up and say, thank you for the services. Thank you for for caring about us. We have, um, one of the things that I got complaints from from Caymanians were, Mr. Manderson, I've gone through the civil service college. I have my my degree. Uh, I've been to ICCI, I've been to UCCI. I have my degree, but I can't get a job because why? I don't have experience. So what we uh, put in place was a secondment opportunity for our Caymanian employees. So if you were in finance and you had a uh, HR qualification and you need to get experience in HR, 
we can second you to an to an HR department and government, and a, where you can then gain the experience that you need in order to become an HR professional. You're already a finance professional, but we want you to become a uh, HR professional. We're giving you that opportunity. And so many civil servants, Caymanian civil servants, have taken opportunities, uh, taken up that opportunity for uh, and, and, and are now progressing up the ladder, gaining new experiences. What I wanted to do also was to make sure that civil servants were valued and appreciated. We have our employee of the month program. And Sandra, I got to tell you mm -hmm. that some of the most proudest moments of my time has been as deputy governor is when I go to a department and announce the employee of the month. And to see the tears of joy, the, 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 the tears that someone who is has been working so hard, giving up so much, is now being recognized, makes me so proud. We have, we, we um, recognized King Bush recently, a man who has been risking his life for us in the RSIP for 37 years, doing a tremendous job for us. We gave him his, his employee of the month, um, and I think it was in January um, for December. And, and he said, Mr. Manniston, you know, in my 37th um, year of career, I have never been given an award, you know, but he was so proud. His mom was there in her 90s. Uh, it was her birthday. So mm -hmm. it was a tremendous family affair. So we, we, we did really well. We're also now doing our team's award so that we can recognize our teams. But Sandra, one of the things that I am, two things that I'm very proud of as well is our second chances program for Caymanians. So we know that a lot of our people made mistakes early in their life. Mm -hmm. They have been outstanding citizens ever since, but they can't get a job because they have a conviction, because people know them as someone who committed a crime. In the civil service, we developed a second chances program. And I'm very pleased to say, Sandra, that we have had, uh, I think nine or 10 Caymanians come through that program. Only one of those persons did not stay with us. Everyone else has stayed with us and has now, most of them have transitioned into permanent jobs in the civil service. They've yeah. turned their life around. So am I really not for Caymanians? Hmm. They, they, well, let's, they, let's read a few. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of a break there. Let's yeah, read a so few more, comments. Yes. Can I, just, can I just give my last one? And then I'll, sure. I'll, I could go on all day about all the things that we have done. But right. This one that the other one that is I'm very proud of is our emerging talents program. So the another complaint that I received was, Mr. Manderson, I just came back from from school. I have a degree. I can't get a job because why? I don't have experience. Mm -hmm. We so we we have created with the support of the elected government an emerging talents emerging talent program where we have a half a million dollars set aside to give our young people who have, are coming back from college, who have a degree, but can't get a job. Hmm. Recently, we, we employed two young Caymanians who had degrees in, vet in veterinary sciences. Mm -hmm. we, we wanted to take them on at, at agriculture, but the agriculture didn't have the budget. They couldn't afford to have a, a, a person in the job and someone training. But we use that funds, those funds, and those two young Caymanians are now working in the Department of Agriculture, doing an amazing job. 
and by hopefully within the next year, they too will become permanent members of the civil service family. So I am very, very proud of the things that uh, the civil service is doing for Caymanians. We value our, our people. The majority of my senior team are Caymanians. Well, all of, almost all of my senior te team are Caymanians. The people who I work with on a daily basis are Caymanians. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's read a few more comments. Uh, Emma says, well done, DG. Your mother would be so proud. Um, yet, like you, she is so humble and very proud of you. Jared said, yes, sir. Um, Nathina says, I disagree. He's for his people, and I can testify to that. Debbie, good morning. Um, good morning, KK. We do have a caller who is also joining us, so let's grab this call. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Congratulations, Sandra. Thank you so much, Minister. How are you? I am fine, thank you. And it is a pleasure to see um, the DG on going back on down memory lane. I remember yes. those days. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> minister, <laughs> minister was right with us, right there, risking her life. Oh, yeah. I can, yes, I remember those days in enforcement and, um, you know, having to do case files and going up and hoping I get his blessing before it goes down then to tower building for a ruling. That's right. Yeah. Wow. We, and you know, those little, um, those, those investigations that we had to do and you threw me out on the road, you threw me under the bus, but it shows who I am today. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I listen, you know, we, we, we reminisce, um, um, Minister Turner and I go way back. Uh, I, I sent her on an undercover assignment almost day one, and she did an amazing job. And she was with us, you know, shoulder to shoulder in all our operations. She's again someone who is who has been a, a hero for working on the uniform services for many years. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, brings brings back some memories for you guys yeah. for sure. And you know, France, when you were speaking about um, even having rocks thrown at you, mm -hmm. you know, people mm -hmm. people think, oh yeah, that didn't really happen. But I know um, my good friend Mary. A lot of people know her as Pessa. She worked for immigration mm -hmm. for quite some time as well. Oh yes, Mary. And, I... Yeah, and mm -hmm. she has a scar in her leg that she will carry mm -hmm. to her grave, mm -hmm. where when the Cuban nationals came, mm -hmm. and I think it was called. Was it Tent City or something? Tent City, yes. Yeah, and she had the same thing. Someone threw a rock and hit her on her ankle, and mm -hmm. you know, chipped. I think almost the bone in her ankle. I remember she the day that star forever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you know, our, our immigration officers, I think, are out there um, doing a lot even mm -hmm. today That's that right. people don't know anything about because mm -hmm. they work very, very silently. Occasionally, you might hear some of the cases that end up in court or some mm -hmm. of the fines that are paid. But trust me, they're out there trying to remove, um, you know, overseers, dangerous people off mm -hmm. of our streets uh, every single day. So hats off to all the immigration, the hardworking immigration officers, mm -hmm. and in particular, the enforcement arm. That's right. And, you know, Mr. Manderson and I were reminiscing just a couple of days ago of how we were a family. When you were on the road, you had each other's back. And that's exactly what you find in the uniform service is that when you leave your home with your 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 biological family and you mm -hmm. go to work that's another family and when you're out on the road in the fields the only one that got your back is a part of your crew your team that's, right. that's, that's right. a family and you know that that is has been with us for years 
and look at Saturday and Friday where we were honoring the uniformed service. Mm-hmm. And I look back at the likes of Miss Nixon and Miss Pat mm-hmm. and all of those um, that, that were part of, of me and helping me and Mr. Manderson through our careers. We That's still right. remain tight knit mm-hmm. as a family to this day whenever we all convene. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. Once you have served together in a law enforcement capacity, risk taking risk together, you 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 you're joined at the hip. You, that that relationship never exactly is a is a bond. And and mm-hmm. as Minister Turner said, you have that family. You know, I'm here for you every day. Um, nothing's going to happen to you while I am. You know, when I'm mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the mentality of our law enforcement um, mm-hmm. agents, um, yeah. law enforcement officers. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'll allow you two well, to continue. You. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Looking for great things from you. And congratulations yeah. again to both of you. Thank you thank so you. much. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah. All right, folks. So that was Minister um, Sabrina Turner. So we have some more comments that are coming in fast and furious. Uh, let me see here. So Yvette. Um, Says, I love Mr. France Manderson. You're mm-hmm. one of the best. Used to work in immigration. You always have to, you always have time to speak to me. Um, all when I see you in the supermarket, you stop and give me a talk. Uh, Lavana mm-hmm. also says, uh, Good morning to France. You're a good person. I admire you and the work that you do. I remember mm-hmm. you from way back when you were at immigration. Thank you so much. So KK says, that we need to put a stop to the increased salary with the civil servants. What? <laughs> KK, where are you coming out from? And you know, put some I'm focus not on the that. private yes. sector who's yeah. struggling. Well, I don't think any civil servant would probably agree with that. <laughs> I actually have a young man who has yeah. worked with the civil service for a number of years, and he has said that since the entire time he's worked there, he's gotten no increase, and he feels yeah. like the workload is increasing, but the salary isn't. Um, France, any any thoughts on um, civil servant salaries versus private sector? Normally, there isn't a comparison, but it's interesting that KK yes. that the civil uh, servants are making more. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I I, I take the point of the, the the person writing there saying about you know um, the private sector. You know, we we try to take the lead in in government in terms of um, cost of living um, adjustments those things so that we hope that the private sector will will follow our our lead and and give um raises to our to to persons in 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 the private sector as well they have the same bills and the same expenses that we do in in the in the civil service and i know the 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 pack government is looking at um a minimum wage again because we we see how how difficult and how expensive things are here, but we are constantly reviewing um, salaries within the civil service. Uh, we haven't done a salary review in a long time. We've just been increasing salaries by cost of living, but we we promised civil servants. I promised them last year mm-hmm. that we will be looking at our salary scales and looking to see how we could adjust um, the scales for persons um, E and below. So not my senior team, but persons below um, to make sure that um, we were able to, um, that they were able to meet their obligations and better take care of their families. Because, you know, I, I, I understand if you are worried about your children, you know, having lunch or your, your children's education or where you're going to get lunch from, it's very hard for you to provide that world-class um, customer service that that we expect and, and that the, our customers deserve. So, again, my a, a focus of our team has been 
how can we take care of our civil servants? Mm -hmm. If we take care of our civil servants, they will take care of the customers. Mm. Awesome. All right, folks. So don't forget that you can call in, mm -hmm. participate in the conversation, just like the minister and others have already this morning. 936-BOBO. That's 936-2626. You're going to um, love the name, Bobo. Yes, yeah. yes. I can't take any credit for that. Um, that was all the DMS team that came up with that. So congratulations. Uh, but they, you know, they wanted something that was very um, local indicative of who we are as a community. This is a community base station and there'll be lots of other um, talent throughout the day on the station. It's going to be news and talk and, um, Oh, we've got someone who claims that they're shy and they had sent a WhatsApp message and they decided to call in. Good morning, caller. Good morning. So good, morning. good to hear your voice. Congrats, Sandra, and you got one of my best friends in the studio this morning. Wonderful. France, I guess you can hear who that voice is, right? Yes, I do. My, 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 <laughs> one of my best friends. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I would just like to remind France, I remember that morning from the 7th of July, 1981. Yes, right. Outside of Mark Panton's, Mr. Mark Panton's office. That's right. Myself, France. Linville Webb and mm -hmm. Alden McLaughlin, Sir Alden. Wow. And our contracts. That's right. So Alden was starting to, he worked for immigration as well? No, we, signed, we were signing contracts with government. Oh, okay. Right. From, yeah, from, from different right. departments, yeah. yes. Ah, yes, different okay. departments. I think Linville was at fire station, the fire service, and mm -hmm. I think um, Mr. McLaughlin was at the labor office or the court office. I can't remember mm -hmm. which. Okay. But but I think that's where all starting the same day. Wow. Same day, many, many moons ago. Mm -hmm. And that's right. I also remember, remember that um, mm -hmm. careers day in the hall that France is talking about, because we're not only good friends, we're in the same class at high school right. as well. Class of 81. About, yes, class of 81. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember him telling me about, I know what I'm going to do. I love that uniform. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and That's I told him, I said, Cobbler, Cobbler, I finished with uniforms. I don't want to put another one on in my life. <laughs> yes, that's right. Needless to say, I think he's done amazing things. Mm -hmm. He's set his goals and achieved them. And I think it's a testament to what we all can do once we actually set goals for ourselves. That's right. And you know, there'll be many people that say many things, but I know mm -hmm. France. From the heart and i know he actually has done all he can to make the service of immigration officers and now the greater civil service better and i know he will do many other great things mm -hmm. prior to handing the reins over to mm -hmm. some young vibrant Caymanian who can yeah. take it to another level That's right. he has done great great things and he will continue to do great things but we're going, we're going to set some time aside when he does decide to retire to go fishing that's right. <laughs> yeah. Tommy, thank you so much for that. That, that is that is that is really um I can't thank you enough for that for those kind words. And you know, Tommy knows me from, from day one. We were um you know as 14, 15 year olds before that playing football in West Bay, hanging out together. So if you really want to know about Franz and and he you heard him call me Cobbler, that's my um that was my pet name in school. You're going out. Um, I, I I had not heard that one before, so that's new, yeah. new on us as well. Cobbler, yes. Cobbler, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the yeah. best friends in the San Thank, you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a lovely Thank day. You too. All right, darling. Take care. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. 
All right, folks. So there's no need to be shy. 936-2626. Call in. Um, you know, that caller was a little bit shy. He did message his comment in early and I said, call in. He's like, no, I'm a behind the scenes kind of person. Yes. But yep, there's no need to be shy, especially not this morning. Um, as, as they say, give someone their roses while they're still alive. So, you know, you have positive experiences and things to say about Mr. Manderson. Let him know, let him know, let him know it today. So Auntie Dana says, good morning, France. It was a pleasure meeting you and your lovely wife. Mm -hmm. Um, so she's sending some greetings this morning. Thank you so much. And Athena was guessing that that was Keisha's, uh, uh, no, that was Tommy actually. Yeah, yeah. So Marshall has a serious yeah. question. Marshall says, what about those civil servants who just sit at their desk hearing the phone ringing and they don't answer it? So, yes. I mean, I guess, France, um, mm-hmm. we certainly can't, uh, and we do have another caller as well who's sure. calling it, but we can't have a conversation mm-hmm. about the civil service without recognizing that there are probably mm-hmm. some slackers in there who need to yes. shape up. Right. And I want to thank the caller for that. Um, I mean, the, the Mr. Duarte, thank you very much for that, for that question, because is a very real issue. Um, so when we get those those complaints, we, we investigate those because we are here to serve the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that, again, we implemented was the, the happy or not, <clears throat> the happy or not terminals um, at, at various government agencies because I needed to gauge the customer satisfaction across the service. And I'm very um, pleased to say have a little, I have a little uh, post here. So you will see here that this is our happy or not results for um, the from 2018 until today. And you would have seen that 676,000 people mm-hmm. have pressed those buttons. And we have a 93% um, hot rating. Now, that is, oh, I'm glad you're sharing that because I wondered if those were going in cyberspace or if no, anybody actually. No, no, I get an email every morning that, okay. tells, that tells me um, what you know, what are where the pain points are, what where, where are the the um, our custom our top agencies are, and I just want to give a big shout out to DVDL and Breakers and and the post office. They are the top two performing uh, customer service departments in government according to the happy or not. Mm-hmm. So what wh- what are we doing? And again, again, I thank I thank the um the, the, the person who made the comment. So what we want to do is because it is it is difficult. Mm-hmm. I have lived there, I've been at immigration. So we asked a staff member, we would like you to uh, take these 50 applications and list them to go to the board um, next week. And I also want you to answer, but I want also want you to answer every single phone call that comes in. Now it's very difficult for our staff to do both. Uh, in that, you know, I can't list all these applications and then a- answer all the questions. So what we're looking at is how can we transition a lot of our um, put more information online. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have a we um, if you call if you were to log on to. Um, the Department of Commerce and Investment, they have a chat box that, that you can put in your question and an and answer, automated answer will pop up. Mm-hmm. So we want to do more of those things across the civil service so that persons don't have to call because mm-hmm. we will we will we will never, I think, provide the 
high level of customer service if we just focus on putting more people in to answer more phone calls. Mm-hmm. We, want to, we want to make sure that you, we give you options. So the chat box, we want to give you more information on the website. We want to proactively put information out to our customers so that they um, don't have to call. But then, and, and this is a pledge to, to, to the, the person who made it. We will get to the stage where, you know, I, I know the departments where this happens, that we will be answering your call in a timely manner. But mm-hmm. what we're trying to do is to make sure that we that the call is sort of the last resort, that, that you don't have to call us for every single thing, that the information that you need is at your fingertips. You go onto the website and the information is there. And I just want to give a little thank you to, to Sandra because she often messages me and says, DG, you need to have a look at this particular website. It's mm-hmm. not up to date. And, and I appreciate that. And I want the the the, uh, the Cayman public to know I am here to listen to what you have to say. So if you see something that's not working, email me and tell me and I will mm-hmm. get back to you. I know it's easy sometimes to just post it on Facebook. It's not just horrible experience. But maybe just before you do that post, send send an email to the, the various department or to myself or even in the private sector and give mm-hmm. us a chance to fix it. So yeah. let's 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 work together on those things. Um, but I, I want to assure the um, the the um, person who made the comment that we are taking those things seriously. Mm-hmm. And and why? Can I just say in relation to that, um, France, I've never messaged you and found that you were not responsive, that you were not like, okay, we need to get on this. We need to fix it. That's right. You know, there, I can't, I don't know how many government websites there are out there and, you know, I don't know whose job it is to try to keep all the information updated, but mm-hmm. I understand that things can mm-hmm. fall through the cracks um, at times. And yeah, whenever I bring it to your attention, you're, you're on it and, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. rectified pretty quickly. Yeah. I care, Sandra. I, I I I care. I care about I care about the civil service. I care about the government of the day serving them, and I care about the Caymanian people. And and you know, you, I don't want to be known as a deputy governor who doesn't respond to a phone call or a deputy governor who doesn't res, uh, respond to to uh, messages. I am the leader of the civil service. I am the one responsible. So I believe in leading by example and trying to do my 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 very best. While we're on that subject, and I probably I have never said this before, and I may never say it again because it's not something that I am I am proud of. But I I um, people said, DG, no one ever gets dismissed in the civil service. Are you holding your staff to account? The answer is yes, we are. Mm. But termination is not the first thing. Mm-hmm. It's the last thing, and. It shouldn't really be easy to fire people. You should be giving them an opportunity to turn their life around, to turn their bad behavior around. I have done that on numerous occasions, worked with employees who were not performing, who were not coming to work on time, who was not giving the the government and you their best service every day. And through counseling, talking to them, spending a bit more time, uh, maybe moving them to another area, to see where, whether they can be a bit more focused in that area, mm-hmm. giving our people, our Caymanians, another opportunity to get better. I have I have great stories, Sandra, of you know turning people from being a poor performer to a superstar, and that's what gives me a lot of a lot of satisfaction. But I looked at our stats um, for 2019 and and 2020, 
And unfortunately, 37 persons were um, separated from the civil service during that time. Now, that is not a number that I that I want to brag about, but I just want the public to know that, yes, we do hold our staff to account. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we do, um, you know, we have performance management. We do work with them. There are civil servants that are in prison right now that committed um, um, serious um, infractions when they were working with us. But mm-hmm. I am not going to get up and brag about those things mm-hmm. because that means so those persons is somebody's son, daughter, mm-hmm. brother, father, and I care about those persons. Oh, and I'm not going to sort of name and shame those persons, but we do have performance management in our civil service. All right. So we do have two callers on the line. So the good news is we can actually accept multiple callers. I tell you, modern technology is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I do know that Kathy was first. Uh, Jamila, you're next in queue, but I know you're on the line as well. So Kathy, let's hear from you first. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sandra. And good morning to your guest, our deputy governor. Good morning, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a quick call um, to congratulate you, Sandra, on this great accomplishment this morning. Thank you. Thank you making it on the airwaves. Um, I, I think for me, one of the things that I have heard in um, West Bay, just speaking with a lot of the elderly who don't have access to Facebook. Mm. I know many of them this morning are quite happy to know that they can tune in now on a radio station and mm-hmm. hear and learn a bit more about who this um, Sandra lady is. Or and, yes. and I just want to, I just want to follow up because I know you said you do have another caller um, waiting, but I know we've been talking a bit about Deputy Governor and I too just want to follow back on some of the comments that were recently made. Um, prior to me, you know, being elected, I was also a civil servant. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really amazed me was how accessible um the deputy governor was, I mean, I, I had a few occasions where mm-hmm. I wanted to speak with someone um, and I dropped him a message and immediately, you know, responded. And, you know, even if he couldn't see me then, at least, you know, he, he made certain to let me know that my concerns were important and um, he, he certainly made time for me. And that has been a great example for me as a leader, you know, still trying to navigate through, you know, keeping in touch with people and, um, I, I see where it's really valuable. Mm-hmm. So, Deputy Governor, I just want to let you know that you know you you certainly have um, set some standards there, sir, in terms of communication. Thank you, Miss. Thank you, Miss Catherine. That is a real. It's so good to hear from you this morning, and and thank you for those very kind words. And it's a pleasure to work with 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 MP um, Catherine um, Ebanks Wilkes, um, you know, a fellow West Bayer. So. We, we can be very proud of her and, and, and her commitment um, to her people. That, mm-hmm. that is that is without question. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank um, you. Before before it. before I go, Sandra, sure. I want to make a big shout out this morning. Um, if I could scream from the top of Mount Trashmore, the highest point on the mm-hmm. island, I would. I'm very happy that one of our fellow West Bears, a female. Um, Miss Chelsea Ayala is getting called to the bar this morning, and I am very proud of her. And I'm sure, you know, everybody that's listening that knows her um, would certainly share share exactly um, my feelings this morning. So, I just want to say congratulations to her. I know how hard it is. How you you, both of you, um, DG and um, Mm -hmm. you, Sandra, know how hard it is to attend law school while working 
Oh, yes. To get called to the bar this morning is such a yeah. great accomplishment for her, and I'm very proud of her. Absolutely. Wonderful. Very Thank proud. You. Congratulations. Yes. Okay, take care. Thank you, Sandra. Have a good day. Have okay. a good day, DJ. Great. Thank you. And Jamila, good morning. You're up next. How are you? Morning. Good. Good morning to you and to um, the Deputy Governor. Yes, ma'am. Um, good morning, ma'am. I just want to um, put it out there about with the, the new government website with the careers. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I know that they, that they launched, I don't know if it was late January or February, one of those. January. February, actually. February. Yeah, because I, um, just to put it out there, I applied for one job, but I haven't mm -hmm. heard back yet. But I noticed, or you know, like when we used to apply, mm -hmm. like we would get like an automatic reply from the department, and like they would reach out to us back by email, mm -hmm. saying that okay, this is like when we were when we were um getting to sit the test or whatever. So I noticed on the website it says a notification button to say like um if we have any um upcoming future tests or interview appointments. So is that the case that we always have to go on to check when when we have to sit a test mm. or a notification because we would miss that if I if I don't know that I was um selected to go do a test rather than getting it by email where I always check my email. Mm. Right. So I, I think and and I will get this information and pass it back to Miss to Miss Sandra. But best of my knowledge is two things should happen. You should get your email, and then you should get a notification on your on the on the new um, website. But I will certainly look into that for you. And again, you give me an opportunity to um, to just address another complaint. Was I, I apply the government, but I don't get a response. I only get an automated response, and then I never hear back. Mm -hmm. the, one of the benefits of this new system that we've put in is that whether it is three hundred or five hundred people that apply every single person will receive a response um, to say, you know, what happened? Uh, you, mm -hmm. you, know, you, were, you were successful or you won't. So that was a big thing for me was to make sure that that one um, criticism was we were able to deal with. But mm -hmm. um, caller, I am I'm delighted that you want to come and work with us. And um, if you want to send me an email or um, to contact me, just please do. And I will look into the the, the um, question that you asked. or If not, I'll pass it on to Ms. Sandra. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, no problem. Sounds Thank very you. good. Thank you, Thank too. You. So let's read a few more questions. Um, Parky says, DG, Mr. Manderson is the true definition of a good leader and um, providing leadership in the, that the civil service needs. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, Sydney says, please ask him, will he address bullying within the civil service? Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, I mean, this is something that I've heard about happening, mm -hmm. I guess, maybe in all workplace or potentially mm -hmm. in all workplaces, but it has come up in uh, the civil service before. Is there anything that's being done to address yeah. um, workers who are being bullied or feel mm -hmm. that they're being bullied? Absolutely. So, Sandra, this again is our um, engagement survey. Um, I was, again, our senior team wanted to make sure that we gave civil servants a voice uh -huh. so that they could, they could tell us how they feel. Now, I am, I am you know, very proud of, of this, um, of this uh -huh. outcome. We have, uh, last year, 83% of the service took the survey. This year, uh, 78, but basically the same number of persons. So, you know, participation rate is very high. Mm -hmm. So 
so that is over 3,329 persons. Mm -hmm. And there is, you, you might see that there is an area here about inclusion and, and fair treatment. Mm -hmm. And that is at 69%. Uh, and it was a 4% improvement over 2019. So it's moving in the right direction. But it is certainly not what I would call mm -hmm. um, world class. So yeah. on, on the back of the survey here, the, the, um, the, the relevant, the relevant um, section, it says, um, well-being. Uh, have you been discriminated against in the workplace in, a, in the past um, 12 months? And that is around discriminating, mm -hmm. bullying, and harassment. And 14% of the civil service said yes. Mm. Now, that number, I think we all agree, is too high. Yes. Um, it is it is something that again we are working on and it's 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 getting better but it's still there so we i've done um two things one i have sorry i keep saying i but it's my team because it's mm -hmm. there is no i in team my team my team has developed a um a a anti-bullying and harassment policy mm -hmm. that has been uh put across the entire civil service so if you feel that you are being bullied and harassed, you have the protection of that policy to report it, and we will make sure that your report is viewed seriously and properly addressed. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that we're doing is that um, um, the, is to ensure that people understand exactly what bullying is. So right. we are raising the performance management of the uh, in the civil service. Mm -hmm. So it means that you're going to get pulled up if you repeatedly come to work late. Now that is not bullying, okay? Right. If, if we pull yes. you in the office and say, listen, mm -hmm. work um, late, you need to improve. Mm -hmm. I sometimes get a report to say, I was bullied today. My my supervisor was was, was pulling me up about various things. That is not bullying. So that's called accountability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we have we have developed in the policy examples of what is bullying and what mm -hmm. is not, mm -hmm. and it, that and that is a sort of a cultural change that we will have to go through a bit more mm -hmm. to to ensure that um, that we are that that we everyone understands that we have a zero tolerance towards bullying. Mm -hmm. And I am working, the third thing that I'm doing is I'm working with our staff association who takes this very, very seriously and have, have suggested that we roll out um, uh, uh, educational um, seminar around bullying and harassment, which is exactly what we are looking mm -hmm. at now. So that's, one, that's something that we take seriously. It is something that we have a zero um, tolerance for mm -hmm. and, and we will investigate it. I mean, we have fired people for this before. Mm -hmm. You know, we wow. have fired managers who were found to be guilty of harassment. Mm -hmm. so, so we take it very seriously. Hmm. All right. We do have a caller in the line. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Hi, morning. Morning, morning Sandy. Oh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hi, good. Hey, Sandy. I get true. I get true. Yes, yes. The phone lines are hot this morning, but uh, yes. like I told France, he always draws the crowd when he comes on. So, what's on your mind? Say, I want to personally say I love you, son. Thank you. Love you to death, Deputy Governor. I will go the extra mile to do whatever you 
aggressive as to the like, civil servants. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And and I I the only thing I wanted to ask was the education. If it could be an increase, if if the opportunity arises of an education grant for us for some of us who financially burdened because of how yes our salary or personal expenses are. I think if something mm-hmm. like that can also be done, that would also help us as individuals to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's not that we we don't want to, it's that we financially cannot do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And is that, um, just to clarify your question, is that specifically through the civil service college or is this a grant outside of the a civil grant. service college? Outside, outside the civil service college. Okay. All right. Okay. Because sometimes what they offer is not what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Okay. Well, All right. Well, so thank sure you so much. It's so good to, to hear from you. And and certainly so I, good to hear from you. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I'll take that forward for sure. Thank you. And yeah. and then I also would like to say thank you to you on behalf of my son. Mm-hmm. You know, with all of your exceptional help and with education department and everything. Without you. And the only thing I, you also make mention a comment to send an email to you first or to the department. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do that, but yes. they don't, they don't respond mm-hmm. the way that they should. Yes. And they give you a negative approach versus, versus a diversion for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And and, and on those okay. occasions, then you have ever right to, to, to get on that Facebook and, 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 exactly. um, and, and say it. So, you know, I, I want I want you to. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying maybe you know give the the, the department or, or whatever an opportunity to fix it. But if they don't, then you do what you have to do. Thank mm-hmm. you. And, I, and, and I'm again, to mom, thank you, thank you for all that you do as well. You you're you're an exceptional individual and a, and a, such a fantastic mother. Thank you, mom. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Sandy. All right, darling. Have a good day. You too. Bye. All right, folks, so um, not only are the phone lines hot, but guess what? We do have um, someone who's going to jump in on the regular studio link. So good morning, madam. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored beyond measures. Yes. I love that. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning, Mr. Manderson. Good morning. Miss Welcome here. Okay, Hi. Hi, hmm. Mr. Manderson. Yes. My concerns are greatly, as you well know. Oh, I yes, love ma'am. People. Yes. I, love, I love to speak up for my people, and I love to see things get done for my people. That's right. Uh-huh. I was so moved mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back when I um, heard a conversation that went viral of how this Caymanian and this Canadian applied for a job mm-hmm. and they went to the restaurant and they were celebrating Caymanians were in that restaurant mm-hmm. and they were celebrating how the Canadian got the job over the Caymanian mm-hmm. and that the Caymanian was even qualified. Mm-hmm. That caught me to the core. I don't know who the Caymanian is, but mm-hmm. I literally cried that night Mm-hmm. to see how my people are being denied of work in the civil service. I'm mm-hmm. also I'm also aware that, mm-hmm. and I would like to see changes done, made, being made in our civil servants. We have too much 
foreigners in HR. That's why foreigners are being hired instead of our Caymanians. We need more Caymanians in our government HR. You have husband and wives in, in husband and wives in and 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 one said one on the, in one said um department and you have is a con that is called conflict of interest mm -hmm. we are to look out for our caymanians you and i are born caymanians we should have our people at heart I know Absolutely. what it is to be discriminated against. That's why I decided to work, come out and work for myself. And nothing has been done and is being doing to protect our people with discrimination in the workplace. And it needs to start somewhere. Give our Caymanians the benefit of the doubt and give them the opportunity. We have children coming out of school every year. Where are they going? They're being disappointed. They're being turned down when they apply for civil servant jobs. And I want to believe this is the reason why we have so many of our young people committing suicide because of the stress. They're not able to work to support themselves to support their families, reach mm. out to our people, give our people the jobs that they desire, give mm. our people the jobs that they need. Cayman should be first. Cayman should be first. At the end of the day, all these foreigners that are being employed into our, our, mm. our, our, our jobs, Caymanians have to train them in that said position why can't we have uh uh even in ucci or 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 or, or job experience of of these positions these high positions in government train them give them hands-on work mm -hmm. i mean we need to start somewhere right we need to start somewhere and Absolutely. i i mean really and honestly or caymanians need to be at heart more than what is being played out right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. so All right. That's you raise, yeah. Ms. Welcome, mm -hmm. thank you so much. And you thank raised you, some, yeah. some really good points. Uh, just to say, um, to answer the, the question that she first said, where she mentioned the, the post, I think, um, Sandra, you, you may have posted it about the incident at a restaurant mm. or someone bragging or whatever. Um, we have dealt with that. Um, mm -hmm. That, that, um, particular recruitment um, was was stopped and um, we are going to be re-advertising the role and we have a Caymanian that wow. is acting in the role right now. So we, we That's have- That's amazing. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad um, that you've updated us because of course, mm -hmm. I mean, I say this to you, France, all the time. Mm -hmm. I say it to all the government ministers, if you guys are doing something and we don't know mm -hmm. about it, it's yeah. kind of like the proverbial Absolutely. question, the, the tree fell in the forest and nobody heard it, did it really That's fall? Right. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have to just let people know what mm -hmm. you're doing. So I'm so right. um, happy that you provided an update in terms yes. of that this morning. Yeah. Yes, because- you know, Ms. Welcome knows me for a long time, and 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 you know, I am happy that she speaks the way she does, very candidly, and and mm -hmm. and, and puts the the, the efforts for, um her her views forward. She cares yeah. immensely about our communities, but she 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 mentioned another point in terms of our young people. Mm -hmm. So, what opportunities are we giving them? Mm -hmm. I mentioned to you that I started as an intern, um, Sandra, in in the civil service. And uh, with the help of our um, team in the portfolio of the civil service, we have really in, uh, 
changed dramatically our internship program, where we now have, before the pandemic, we were averaging about 140 young Caymanians coming into the civil service as interns um, every summer. Mm-hmm. Before we would have, you know, less than half of that, but mm-hmm. now we have over 140. And I can tell you, Sandra, that a lot of them are transitioning into full-time jobs. So they're, they're, they're doing exactly what I did. You started as an intern, uh-huh. you got some experience, you made a good impression, and you're now working mm-hmm. with us full-time. Wow. So, secondly, we started the, our trade school. The trade school that everyone has been mm-hmm. talking about, that we need a trade school, mm-hmm. it is alive and well in the civil service at Public Works. The government okay. has committed to that program. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular government wants to do even give it even more funding, mm-hmm. so that so that we can give our young um, people an opportunity to gain experience in plumbing, electrical, construction, um, wow. air conditioning. And Sandra, I went to a graduation mm-hmm. um, last year. Mm-hmm. Over fifty uh, persons were were uh, uh, were in the program. And these are our young Caymanians mm-hmm. who are now graduating. And in, do you know what the employment rate is of those students? 100%. So mm-hmm. 100%. So why, why don't we not know this? Yes. Okay. Oh so I, I have a sign in my office that says no more silent victories. Okay. So yes, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna please. I'm going to have to come on to you a lot more because we're doing so much. Yes. And I think the whole entire communications arm, if I can say this by yeah. way of constructive um, commentary, mm-hmm. the entire communicative arm of government, um, I think really needs to step up. And it's yeah. not just traditional, oh, let's just send out a press release after yeah. something has happened. Right. You know, our um, audience, they they know how we operate here in CMR. Mm-hmm. We like to give them stuff as it's happening, live That's and it. direct from the front lines. And so I want to encourage mm-hmm. um, anyone who's in communications and government to just keep mm-hmm. that in mind. That's right. When you have events coming up, let us know about it because That's people right. want to know as it's happening. They want to be yeah. part of the the victories that we're celebrating that's you right, know it's right. not just the bad news that they want to hear trust me most people want to hear good news over bad news but we do well, have exactly. a so we we have to get you to the next graduation because yes I'm, I'm telling you sandra it is one of the most inspiring um graduations that i get to attend right it's to see these young men and women yes graduating the program has been set up so that they do classroom work at pwd mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also then they do field work with PWD and the private sector. And wow. Sandra, we, we talk about world-class, right? So mm-hmm. I get a lot of licks for, for saying the civil service will, will want to be world-class. Mm-hmm. But I say that because I have confidence in our people mm-hmm. that we can perform at a world-class level. I, the, one, the second graduation that we had of this, um, of, the, uh, of, the, of the trade school, we had an assessor come from the... Um, City and Guild. So that's an international accreditation. He said at the graduation, these are his words, I have been to uh, to trade schools like this all over the world. I have never seen a trade school as good as this other than in Sweden. So hmm. we have developed something very, very special uh, with the support of the government, with the support of the civil service, with the support of the private sector. We have developed something very, very special at Public Works. We just we just recently completed a classroom construction for those um, 
for those students. So we are committed to that. So Ms. Welcome, I want you to know, ma'am, that we have are taking your suggestions seriously and we have already been implementing many of the things that you are saying. We are giving our young people opportunities to get into the civil service, to, to, to live out their dreams if they don't want to be behind a desk, that they can be a, a plumber, an electrician, air conditioning, because Sandra, those are some of the best paying jobs. You know, you, you call a plumber, <laughs> you know exactly what you're going to pay. Oh, yeah. So oh, I, sure. am, I am proud beyond measure of that, All right. of that trade school. We do have a caller in the line. Uh, good morning, caller, and thank you for calling into the program. Good morning. I guess it's me that's on. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm one of those that like to comment when about government recruiting. So I am, at, since Mr. Manderson is on, I'm mm -hmm. taking the opportunity to speak to him and converse. Mm -hmm. um, my first thing in regards to the, gov to the deputy governor, I know that he attends the graduations of the public schools, which is good, mm -hmm. right? I Anything being done to try to attract these top graduates? Now you know the ones that are the ones that are excelling, the ones that have done well mm -hmm. as choosing government as their prefer as their as their employer of choice. Is anything being done? Yes, well, by you or by by your HR officer? Yes. Yeah, so so thank thank you for that. You you've given me an opportunity to to talk a little bit about another program that we've put in. So uh, over the last four or five years, we have developed the Deputy Governor's Award in John Gray and in Clifton Hunter, where the top students are selected by the by the um, by their teachers and 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 we give them a cash award but we also guarantee them a two-year paid internship in the civil service. And um, I must tell you that we have had mixed success with that program. Some of the top, the best and the brightest have actually gone to the private sector. But over the last couple of years, um, a couple of students have actually taken that. And last year, we had a brilliant young lady who won the um, award and has was been working with us in the planning department, which was a dream of hers to become a, a planner. And I, 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 I saw all of the amazing work that she's doing. And we are hopefully, she's gone off to college now, but we will guarantee her an internship when she comes back. And I'm praying that she will be the first top, top student um, of Clifton Hunter, I think it was, that will now join us um, as, a, as a superstar coming back from, from university. So we are targeting the best and the brightest students to come into the civil service by offering them the internships. And the, the vast majority, the vast majority of our interns come from the private, come from, from, from public schools. We do get them from private schools as well. But again, we're getting a good mix of public school and, and private schools that are coming into the civil service. And as you know that John Gray has been um, rated a, a good school. So John Gray has the same rating as, as, as prep school. So I'm very, very proud of that. But also it just shows that, you know, we can achieve some great things if we give our people um, opportunities. Mm -hmm. Right, that's true. Another, another question for you. Yes, ma'am. I know that government has contracted officers, you That's know, correct. people that are foreign, because we don't we don't necessarily have all the people here. Yes, ma'am. I want to find out what does government do? Mm -hmm. Um, like when people are nearing to the 
to the end of their term. Let's say right. they've gotten a contract maybe for two years, and, mm-hmm. and we have um we have Caymanians that may be able to do the job. Or right. are we trying? Are we trying our hardest mm-hmm. to attract Caymanians to yes. stay within these contracted jobs? Because I know, mm-hmm. like, I'll give you an example, and and, and don't pardon me. I know mm-hmm. land registry. When Miss um, the lady from East End re- retired, Miss um, Anne, and I know that she's back there on a temporary basis now. She is. I know that we had. I know that we had contracted a Jamaican officer. I mean, That's an good. officer, an officer. That's not mm-hmm. from here. I won't mm-hmm. get into the nationalities. Mm-hmm. What I am trying to say, I don't know that person's immigration status. I don't even care to me. But I'm saying what I'm trying to establish is anything being done with our graduates that are graduating to push them towards our occupation that when we look at the civil service we will see our canines in these top positions i remember when the director of customs left Mm -hmm. and i remember and i must give shout out to minister marco archer Mm -hmm. marco said and i remember hearing him say under his watch Mm -hmm. under his watch no Person, no mm-hmm. foreign national would come and manage our customs department. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to give kilos back. Because I of know the of many other countries have tried to come in. So I am saying for all of those, because we have contracted, when you hear of people in government that are accountants that are contracted, I have a cousin that's come back with a degree in statistics. Can I get a job? In government mm-hmm. and i'm saying i am saying to you mr Manderson, mm-hmm. those are the people you all have to liaise with your scholarship department how can we mm-hmm. be sending our students away spending mm-hmm. at least thirty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. to educate them and they come back here mm-hmm. and they're going to privacy it's like me training my helper to go and work with someone that's that does not make sense okay Why aren't so- we trying to attract our the scholarships that we are granting are the mm-hmm. ones that we are granting that those children at mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. are be able to go and aspire to come and mm-hmm. manage some of these departments. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mom, I have I have some some good news to share. So mm-hmm. everything you just said, mom, I cannot agree with more. Everything. But remember, mom, remember my background, okay? I started in immigration yes. where my whole mandate was to deport people okay that's all i used to do so i mm-hmm. <laughs> i you don't have to tell me to to look out for caymanians or to mm-hmm. to give caymanians an opportunity that that is in my blood okay that that is all that i know to do so to, but to, is that being trickled down your absolutely absolutely it is Sandra. so just just to give an example saturday night I attended a farewell for a contracted officer who was leaving. Mm-hmm. She was asked to train herself out of a job. She was in HR mm-hmm. and she uh, did that. We was we gave her a, 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 a farewell, but we have a bright young Caymanian in mm-hmm. her job now. Not one that's going to happen next week or next month. Mm-hmm. She's in that job. So we have a number of non-Caymanians who mm-hmm. we have asked to train themselves out of a job, and they're doing mm-hmm. it. Good. In Lance and Survey, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the lady um, asked the question, we sent two Caymanians to law school full-time so that they can get prepared to take over that department. 
and mm-hmm. one of them has now, both of them have now completed. One mm-hmm. of them has just been um, appointed as, I think, assistant director. Mm-hmm. And we now have a plan in place for that, for those two officers to move up and be able to get to the top of that department. Wow. So okay. I, I can tell you, mom, that everything you say, we totally agree with. <laughs> Our mm-hmm. young people have to be given an opportunity. We have very few non-commanders in HR now. There were more before, but we have we have slowly been moving those um, persons, um, telling them to train our, our people. So I would mm-hmm. say that, you know, the vast majority of persons in HR in the civil service are are Caymanians. Um, All right, she Colin. Mentioned, she mentioned- my, my last one, Ms. Ms. Yes. Mm-hmm. My last one um, in regards, because I keep hearing the questions and people are asking about attracting Caymanian mm-hmm. teachers. Yes. And I can tell you, I was very active in my school, my son's PTA, my son, my children's PTA. So I know it is a profession that, honestly, you're going to have a special calling for. Because it's not even dealing with a lot of these Agreed. children. And I'm grateful for all the teachers that are here. But I am going to say, I don't know if there's anywhere in the civil service or anywhere in the bylaws that mm. we could probably come up with some speed for, because you see it happening in Canada and other mm. places where they're trying to attract foreign workers to come to teach and their thing about giving us status. In our case, I'm saying to, I would say to you is, is there any way to attract Caymanian students to say, either by giving them, and I got told us that they may complicate, giving them land or giving them something or giving them something else. You know, mm-hmm. something to attract them to a great right. in that profession that they actually Thank okay. you so much, Colin. That's I tell you what, you. Grants, you do not disappoint. The phones have been ringing off the hook. Okay. Mr. Okay. Um, Mr. I, I just want to say to that, to that caller's uh, sure. question, is you, you know Ms. Minister Julianne O'Connor Connolly has been championing in this um, for years now. And one of the things that she was instrumental in is um, raising the, 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 the pay for teachers. And she did that primarily so that we could attract the best and the brightest and, and, and that we, we would have Caymanians now wanting to make teaching as their, um, as their, as their calling. You know, you, you're, you're getting paid, um, I think, just a bit over $5,000 a month to be a teacher. So that is a good salary. And that is, is and, I, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe we are attracting more Caymanians now to that profession than we did before. On the question of, um, she mentioned a person with a degree in statistics. We just recently employed a Caymanian graduate who had a degree in, in statistics um, in the ESO. If she has a, a resume that she wants to send to me for someone who has a similar qualification, I would be happy to, to look into it for her. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Um, so we do have, I believe, Ms. Vernita's on the phone. Good morning, ma'am. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Um, Congratulations. Hi, Bobo. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm not feeling well, but I'll try to get it out just for my therapist's sake. But anyway, again, congratulations to you, and, and Good morning, Doc, um, Deputy Governor. Good day, ma'am. Uh, I suffer with fibromyalgia, so just give me a little minute here. I'm just doing this it's for my therapist. But I am congratulating you both of you. I'm so proud of you too. As Thank you, Mom. And please keep up the good work. And um, 
try to be more tolerable with our people and our young ones and look out for each other and try to help each other because this is almost how this thing is going to work. Unity, love, and care. And do your, when you get on the job, you might not like the job, young people, but do your best for the day. Honest days work is better than nothing. Even sometimes, got to learn to go, like back in the days, as young children, we used to go around to see if the old people needed help, the doors need clean, the yard need clean. Oh, I think we need, I think we need to get back to that, Mr. Manderson, sir. Yes. You, you got a big you you got a big job, sir. Yes, I read last uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember dates about this man saying how can we get back our Cayman, make our Caymanians work. I think, from my understanding, and I think we should have brought less on the island with with people, put our people in place, mm-hmm. our children. Don't want to work, but we got to some to work. Volunteer to help those companies that say this work. This show the staff, all those little children that say how I have a child problem. Mm-hmm. Put them to work. That's a mass at social services. Put them to work to help them to some to somebody somewhere somehow. And give, but give them incentives too, because the children need incentives yes. to, to be educated and teach them their culture. Caymanians are so lost in their culture mm-hmm. and with such a great history. So, sir. Your deputy, you're next to governor. You, I don't think you're getting closer than that of being a Caymanian. <laughs> and I hope you keep looking up for your good apples. The bad yes. ones, beat them up because you have a lot of those too. Yes. You have a lot of those. But I used to work for government mm-hmm. in the postal department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of problems too. I used to go complain because when it comes to my work, I don't care about friends or people. I do my work to the best of my ability and try to do more. But sometimes when you, as, as working sometimes with our own people, when you try to be decent and they don't like that, um, they go, they, 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 they just don't like you. You just don't pay them no mind and they're chatting in their business and they're slap talking so on. But anyway, let me get up because I'll run along. All right, Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations to you all, and let's get back our country. Take this back, be yes. caring, helping. Let's be a bean. This little one, little dot on the map, mm-hmm. can show the world how good God is as our Christian nation. That wisdom, education mm-hmm. is something, but that wisdom of our fathers yes. is the best. Take care. God bless you all. all. And God bless take care for each other. All Bye-bye. right. We do have another caller coming in, so I just want to remind everyone, folks. I know the phone lines are hot this morning, but just be reminded that we've got about four minutes left, um, under four minutes for the radio. So we've got to be very precise in ending the show. So what we might have to end up doing, if the governor's okay with staying on a little bit longer and the social media lines will continue there. Um, But in terms of radio, we're going to play the closing um, with about 30 seconds left because we've got to end that precisely at 9.30. So I'm watching the clock (laughs) in case anyone listening on the radio is wondering. uh, We have to be very tight with the schedule there. But let's go ahead and take the next caller. Good morning, caller. Hi, good morning, Sandy. Good morning. And good morning to your guest, Deputy Governor. Good morning, Mom. And congratulations on your radio accomplishment. Thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to um, make a comment and have a quick question. Um, sure. The Deputy Governor can answer once I get off the call. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. Um, 
me as a Caymanian, I've applied numerous times um, for the civil service. I've mm -hmm. taken numerous tests. I've had numerous interviews, but mm -hmm. I've never been successful. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think um, it would be a good idea if they can make feedback available for people like me so we could know, mm -hmm. you know, what mm -hmm. we need to improve on or what is it we're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, why we're not successful. I know there's a lot of competition out there because there'd be a lot of people sitting those tests and um, in those interviews. So I know there's a lot of um, people applying for those positions as well. Mm -hmm. um, and also, um, if the governor, deputy governor has any advice or any suggestions, um, you know, that he can give to me and others like me that, you know, that's always applying and um, are not successful, that would be great. Yeah, sure. well. mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But first, so first I want to thank the caller for, again, wanting to be part of our civil service family. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sure it, it, it will happen. But yes, I love that suggestion on the feedback. So mm -hmm. we do it a lot internally for persons who apply internally that we give, they ask for feedback. But I'm quite sure if you got an interview and you were not successful and you asked the panel um, for some feedback, they would, they would do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I I have been promoted, I think, seven times in my career at, at, um, o over a period of time. And I try to do my endeavor best to make the choice very easy, that there was no there was no dispute about who the successful candidate was. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I was lucky in that I was in the service, so I could, um, you know, view my job description as the minimum not the maximum that I must do, so the minimum. So if I, my job description said I'm supposed to work in enforcement at the airport, but mm -hmm. I was good, you know, I went to go and work, I was asked to go work on the port, I went. Mm -hmm. uh, my shift was supposed to finish at seven, but I was asked to work till 11, I did. So, you know, I made sure that I was being noticed in terms of my DG, dedication. can I pause you right there one quick yeah. second, folks, for our radio listeners? We're going to be bidding you adieu. I will still be continuing on Facebook and on YouTube. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Find us on Facebook and YouTube for the latest show episodes, including special community interviews and much more. Follow Cayman Morrow Road on Facebook and YouTube for all your community happenings. All right, folks. So we're back. I You're think back. I went over by five seconds. So I've got to, I've got to time that just right, folks. Um, but yes, we're, we're back and we're going to continue yes. the conversation because I can see that all of you are engaged. So of course, remember, folks, you can still call into the show. Um, we're now just live on YouTube and Facebook. But of course, thousands of people go back and watch those episodes. Um, so let's continue working through uh, the question. Sorry about that, uh, Deputy yes. Governor. Right. So we have uh, Belika who says, congratulations, Mr. Manderson. Always amazed at how you can answer emails, even for me in matters of public interest. Yes. Scott Novak is joining us. Yes, Scott Novak is joining us this morning, and Scott says good morning. Congratulations on all the achievements and so many positive things that are happening. Hot today, Bobo. Yes, my good friend Scott. You know, listen, the country owes Scott 
a huge depth of gratitude. He was one of those brave police officers, you know, working with us when, um, you know, doing um, crime, um, dealing with crime, dealing with drugs. Um, we owe him a, a huge debt of gratitude. So Scott, my, my friend, thank you for all that you did to make him on what it is today. We, uh -huh. we owe you a, a, a depth of gratitude for sure. Hmm. Thank so, you so much. Yeah, so um, uh, I was answering yeah. the latest question. Um, and um, so when we're, when we're interviewing, you know, research is so important in terms of, um, you know, going to, on the department's website, learn what the department is all about, talk to people in the department, get a very good understanding as to what the department is all about. Read our, our five-year strategic plan on being a world-class civil service and our purpose to, to make people's lives better. So mm -hmm. know, know everything you can about the civil service so that when you're answering questions, they are impressed with your knowledge of, of the service and that you can give real examples of things that you have done um, in, in your career. But if the, if the caller would like to, to meet with me, um, mm -hmm. send me an email and I'd be happy to find some time and, and, and talk to them. All right, Mr. Amelia had one final question, Mr. Amelia. Yeah. Mr. Manderson, sorry that I didn't get to finish all what I wanted to, to touch base with you. I okay. am blown away by seeing how many people are, are so happy that you're responding to them and responding mm -hmm. to their emails or their calls. And boy, I'm, I'm just scratching my head right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, also, we, what I wanted to, to, to speak about as well, um, there's two things actually. How many Caymanians are mm -hmm. in, in position of head of government departments? Um, that is very would be very interesting to know um, because I am aware that we have, for example, planning and NRA husband and wife. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know those things. Um, you have to send me an email with that information because it's not that's not sounding familiar to me um, at all. Mm -hmm. Okay, so please, I will. So please send me some information on that. Number yeah. two is the issue with our drive-through, with um, Mankind Action committed drive-through with our communities with you. Yes, you did. We talked yes. about we talked about um, creating a task force team. That's right. Which I understood the task force team was created. I'm not That's sure right. how accurate that is. And I also requested that a community advocate be a part of that task force team to make be to ensure things get done in the in, in our island to, to to get our island back in tip top shape for um to get our island beautified. And I'm very saddened that I am not, was not able to communicate back with you or you didn't touch base back with me and my That's team to, 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 to update us on that and to use one of our advocates for that task force team. Right, right. Why wasn't that done? Right. You're right, mom. I, that, that has not, um, I have not gotten back to you on that. And um, the commissioner of police and I, uh, met he and he followed up with you. I've met with all of the agencies that are 
that are involved in the in the in the um, so planning, DEH, um, immigration, um, all of those agencies. So I owe you a follow up now with with what we have, what we're going to do and what we're what we have done. So give me another day or two, and I will come back to you with some details, and then we can have a sit down and follow up on on a few of those issues. Okay, I appreciate that. Yes, and to answer your question on Caymanization, so. Um, 71% of my the top senior leadership team are Caymanian. The only um, persons that are not Caymanian um, on, the, on my senior leadership team is the Commissioner of Police, the Auditor General, and uh, the, uh, the Ombudsman wasn't. She's left, and our Solicitor General. Um, mm. And those are, those are offices that report to his excellence and i'll have a i'll have some some news on that as well in terms of where um his the governor wants to take to take that um 79 of all our hod's are caymanian and 72 percent of all of our um promotions within the civil service um are going to caymanian so the vast vast majority of all of our um of, of our heads of departments, almost 80% are, are, um, are, are Caymanian. And mm -hmm. where they are not Caymanian, we will be putting in place succession plans to ensure that a Caymanian takes over. So, you know, we are, we are close right now. And I'll just say this, the, the governor and I have been having lots of conversations around um, succession planning and making sure that our leadership. So we believe um, that, you know, over the next two or three years, that number is going to be very close to 100%. Um, you know, we have those plans in place. We have a, a, a fire chief that will be Caymanian very soon. We have a we have a capable um, prison director who, um, Mr. Greaves, we're hoping that he will be, um, um, you know, moving up soon. So they, we have a lot of plans in place to Caymanize the entire um, leadership team in the civil service. And there's only a very few departments, as, as I said, that have a non-Caymanian. And, mm -hmm. and we will make sure that, um, that, again, there are succession plans in place for that. All right. Well, thank you very much. Now, of course, um, yes. I'm glad that you mentioned the ombudsman's office because you know we yes. can't we can't let you off the hook today, France. So yes. There's, yes. There's a, there's a few positions in government at the yes. top um, management that have been concerning for us here on uh, the Cold Hard Truth, and we have mentioned them before. So I know, for example, Miss Sandy um, from the ombudsman's office has mm -hmm. resigned and she is yes. leaving. That's right. But we have a Caymanian there, Ms. Mm -hmm. Sharon Rolston, mm -hmm. who has applied for the position. And I'm mm -hmm. told that her application actually got lost. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you know about this or not, but I was shocked to hear about this over the weekend. Yeah, I do. Um, how does a person's application sent into government for such a high ranking position yeah. get lost? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was made aware of that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I think lost is is, is not correct. But mm -hmm. when we did our our um, collation of all of the all of the um, applicants, some hers hers was um, missed. But I can assure you mm -hmm. that um, she will she has been already given every opportunity to compete for that job. And I would expect an announcement from the governor um, about the successful candidate for that job over the next couple of weeks. Okay. So, and and certainly, um, I don't hope I'm not breaching any protocol, but certainly, um, 
Miss 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 is somebody who um, you know I have worked with for for so many years during my time at immigration. I have great re um, respect for her, and I know she will do uh, well. Um, you know, in, do, in her in her interview and and whatever happens after that. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't want to say any more than that. Yes, but that's fine. I, I, All right, I we, just wanna, we just want to we just want to yeah, make sure that that file thirteen bin doesn't exist within government. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. The process you know, is know, back on track. Sometimes in private sector, they say um, the managers sit there with the file thirteen bin, which is actually no. the shredder and, <laughs> and applications. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't have shredder. that. Yeah, we don't have. All right. That. So another one um, that has been of concern is at the prison. Um, yes. There is uh, someone who is said to be the most qualified employee at the prison, mm. and yet she has been put on leave, or I don't know mm. if she has been officially terminated and then rehired. I'm not sure what the latest is, but, you know, she was put mm. on leave. I want to say that this goes back to 2019. Mm -hmm. um, let me just do a quick little search here, and I can tell you this is the second time now. Well, well, I'm, well, I'm well aware of the case. It has been yes, some time. back in October of 2019, yeah. and but she's again, still, still not in the job. Yeah, that's an ongoing matter, and we okay. but we are very close to having a resolution, and you know welcoming her back into our civil service. All right, um, all right. Let's do. Uh, we've got a caller, so let's do a callers for. Oh, I think they, I think they hung up actually. So we want to, we want to give callers priority. Yes. Um, so caller, do call back, but we'll go through a few comments. Uh, so Damien wants to know: Will we ever get a system to do background checks or cross references with Interpol and mm -hmm. Europol? For example, a national ID for all living here with a fingerprint and palm database. Now, Damien, had you been paying attention to the show, yes. you would know well over a month ago, I told you I've seen a sneak peek of the national ID and it's very sophisticated mm -hmm. uh, with a pin and chip and everything. But perhaps um, you could tell us a little bit more about that, Mr. Manderson. Yes. So um, we we do a lot of of background checks at the moment. So mm -hmm. anyone coming in here to live here permanently, we do in extensive background checks. Uh, we we have a, a very good, um, we actually have an Interpol um, liaison person here in RCIPS. So we we do do that from uh, quite a bit of, of work with them. Mm -hmm. um, right now, the, the whole um, sanctions with Russia um, it's keeping us very busy to make sure that you know, no one on their sanctions list is is doing business with us here. That's taking up a lot of our time, but it's, it is so very important that we, um, you know, so support the people who are who are being, um, you know, oppressed at the moment and 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 subjected to war. So it it is it is something that we constantly work on in terms of our. Layers on with the um, the relevant um, intelligence agencies around the world. Um, we we had looked way back when actually when I was at immigration on a um, of a fingerprint system at the airport, but what I found was that not many agencies um, wanted to share their fingerprint data with us. So the United States was not going to share their fingerprint data with us. Jamaica was not going to share their fingerprint data with us. So then why have the system if, if our major travel points um, are not going to share their, their database with us? Now, that's been a long time ago. Maybe we can revive that again. I like the idea. I've made a note of it here because I think, you know, we constantly want to make sure that everyone coming into our island um, is of the highest character. That yes. is a what is the hesitation 
with the other um, countries sharing their database with us? Is there a reason well, uh, that they would? Yeah, so so a lot of it is due to to data protection. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if we captured your your fingerprints at the airport, so Sandra, you came in at the airport and we captured your fingerprints. Mm-hmm. We don't have your permission to put that into our criminal da- database because you're not a criminal. Mm. So, so it, it it creates those issues. Is that um, you know? So if you came into Cayman and we took your fingerprint, that would have to remain on a separate on a separate on a separate database. Mm-hmm. And if you if if someone committed a crime, we we wouldn't be able to access that travel fingerprint database. Now mm-hmm. again, that is something that is it is we mm-hmm. need to look at national security implications, but. Um, the other countries just basically said they had no, no um, mechanism to share their their um, their fingerprints with us. Mm-hmm. Now, Inter- Interpol and other agencies may be a backdoor into that. So, like I said, I, I, I like what the caller is saying. It is it's it's his his peak. Something that I, I have been um, very very um, uh, um, passionate about in in making sure our borders are safe and that we are not um, allowing people to come in who, who mean us um, harm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you so much. Um, El Ray says, so uh, we need a web version for that when we call mm-hmm. uh, into any government department or maybe yeah. a quick questionnaire at the end of each call mm-hmm. so the caller can rate the quality mm-hmm. of the interaction. Right. Uh, Damien is also suggesting live customer service chat agents on websites. Johan, right. yes, good morning. Yes. Johan uh, uh, comes mm-hmm. into the conversation. He says, where is the accountability and mm-hmm. transparency at the highest levels of the uh, civil service, mm-hmm. e.g., mm-hmm. Uh, for example, chief officers, deputies, mm-hmm. and head of departments? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think transparency and accountability is, is alive and well. Um, I, I, um, I am the leader of the civil service. I take the responsibility to of what happens within the civil service. The highest levels of the civil service, other than the governor's responsibility, uh, report to me. So mm-hmm. I, I, I am held accountable by his excellency for doing my job. And I have I will always do it, whether it means making a hard decision, um, whether it means um, you know, whatever it takes for me to do my job, I will do it. And I've always done it. So I think transparency and accountability um, is alive and well in our civil service. I, I like the question also about the um, the the chat box. And, mm-hmm. and like I said earlier, we have chat box available in uh, DCI and Department of Commerce and Investment, where you go to do your trade and business licensing. And I want to... Um, we are also looking then as to how we, um, you know, transport that across the entire civil service. So Wonderful. It's, it's, a, it's a good suggestion. Yes. So Diana passed your comment on to the mm-hmm. HSA um, so that they can action that because, of course, we have uh, central government and then we have all of the um, associated um, mm-hmm. authorities and they have their own, you know, CEOs or directors and HR managers and so on. So I've sent your comment straight to the top about mm-hmm. uh, them answering the phone calls over there. Stacy says, good topic. More of these people need to be on your show. Well, France mm-hmm. has committed to coming on, folks. Um, Nathina says, as per statement in regarding to sending emails mm-hmm. and giving a chance, that, does, that doesn't always work. 
I can also attest to that. The only time results happen is when we complain to you, which shouldn't be the case. And, you know, I think that's a fair point that Nathina makes is um, I don't like to have to go to France for everything because, I mean, he's what but one person. I'm sure he gets tired and worn out at times. So if other people were actually responsive further down the line and doing their job, a lot fewer people would feel it necessary to go to the France mm -hmm. Mandersons of the world, to go to their MPs mm -hmm. and so on. You know, so that accountability has mm -hmm. to start all the way from the yeah. bottom to the top and from the top to the bottom. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And and again, to, um, um, to, to um, what Mr. Moxham said earlier mm -hmm. is, is about accountability and transparency. There's also a thing called fairness and you know we have to make sure that when we are applying that transparency and accountability, we're doing things in a very fair manner. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I believe that we should treat uh, our employees fair up until the very end, whether that mm -hmm. means they, they leave the service, um, but we treat them fairly. I mean, think about it. I, I told you that I went to a, a farewell for a lady who was leaving that we have asked to train herself out of mm -hmm. a job. The mm -hmm. fact that she, you know, I got invited to her farewell, mm -hmm. you know, means that we, she knew that I was, and, and her chief officer and others were putting pressure on her to train a Kimania. But because we dealt with it in a very fair manner, she thanked us, you know, um, Saturday night for, um, you know, working with her and giving her the opportunities. But again, it's about being fair to our people. No one is going to push me to be unfair to, to one of my people. It's not happening. So I, I will do my job, but I'm going to do it in a very fair manner and an unbiased manner and, and to make sure that I can defend whatever decision that I make. And listen, Sandra, you and I both know, nobody shaves my face at, in, in the morning. It's me. So I have to look myself in the mirror and say, Franz, did you do the right thing yesterday? You know, and I and or did you do? Are you going to do the right thing when you go to work today? Mm -hmm. And the answer is is yes. All right. So Johan follows up with that, and he says, if the top levels of management are not held accountable mm -hmm. for their actions, omissions, mistakes, and poor choices, mm -hmm. that destroys morale at all levels because there's clearly a sliding mm -hmm. scale of accountability within the civil service, especially mm -hmm. at the very top. So again, I, 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 th I think that's I think that's nonsense. I don't know what what is being said. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that is his impression, but it's a, it's a misguided impression. It it just mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't happen. Come and have a chat with me, Mr. Moxham. Let's talk it out. Um, I don't I don't agree with anything you're saying there. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely not. All right, Jonathan. Good morning. Ali's joining us. Uh, Jerrion says, "I guess everyone doesn't get a second chance. It's just for the fortunate. I guess the second chance is only for some." So I don't know if she's speaking. I think these are earlier comments. We're still catching up in comments from an hour ago. But I guess that's when you were talking about the prisoners. So not yeah. not every prisoner, I suppose, will get a second chance. Um, that's why the the thing to do is is not to end up in the penal system at all if you can. Mm. Uh, I'm just changing location, Sandra. My yes. computer is about to die. <laughs> oh, okay, no problem. Um, let me just pull you out one quick second while you do that. I'll continue reading some comments. Um, Johan goes on to say, everybody, including myself, likes and respects the deputy governor for obvious reasons. However, the reality is multiple reports, auditor general reports and evidence exists that about the about what happens at the highest levels and nothing seems to change at the highest levels of the civil service. 
yet the rank and file are held accountable. Um, at the very top, the same characters are allowed to make expensive and embarrassing mistakes that impact the country. So you've got an open invitation um, there, Johan, from Mr. Mm -hmm. Manderson mm -hmm. to sit down with him. Mel, yes. good morning. Mm -hmm. Mel says, congrats to Sandy. Good to have mm -hmm. a new show to discuss local topics and concerns. So actually, it's still the old, it's still the same old cold mm -hmm. hard truth, <laughs> which we've just celebrated two mm -hmm. years um, doing. But now that we're on radio, I think it definitely mm -hmm. takes it to the very next level and adds a new element. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that uh, Mr. Manderson has decided mm -hmm. to join us this morning. So Johan mm -hmm. has more comments. So um, Johan, mm -hmm. uh, definitely speak with um, the deputy governor. Uh, Perla, good morning. Yeah. Perla says, congrats, Sandy, on your success. Good morning, Gigi France-Manderson, mm -hmm. and welcome on the first day of CMR radio broadcasting. Mm -hmm. I hope to see you and many more from the government offices here. Yes. Wonderful. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Tommy, good morning. Um, Davis uh, says, like everyone else, I was badly hit financially by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's okay to doubt because I doubt it also. Yet I took a bold step, and today... Oh, good grief. This is a spammer. I thought he was going to say something serious about actually getting a job. <laughs> um, so, Davis, we're going to go ahead and block you mm -hmm. and delete your comment. Spammers are not allowed. They're the only mm -hmm. ones that uh, that we don't allow to comment on the show. Uh, mm -hmm. Edris says, my daughter is well-qualified, postgraduate, mm -hmm. and Caymanian, applied for work in the civil service and no success. So mm -hmm. let me just... Um, have a let me just ask a question here about the hiring so i've got a lot of people who um there was someone else on on whatsapp mm -hmm. who had a question in relation to that and they essentially said you know what what's the process when someone applies for a job now mm -hmm. first of all within the civil service first of all i know that anytime especially for administrative level jobs there tends to be a lot of people applying for those types of jobs all at the same time. Yes. Are there any recommendations? You know, mm -hmm. one position's advertise 100 people, 100 Caymanians apply. Mm -hmm. Obviously, working for the civil service is still seen as mm -hmm. um, something that people want to do. It's still, mm -hmm. still seen as the employer or preference. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything mm -hmm. that people can do when they apply for civil service jobs? Because obviously, mm -hmm. if it's just one position, it's just one position, right? That's right. And, and Sandra, you, you, you're, you're correct in that. And again, I'm very proud of this. The civil service has become an employer of choice. That was not always the case. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was at immigration, trying to get an immigration officer, because we, you know they were, all had to be Caymanian. It was a very difficult um thing for me to do. Now, when we advertise for a CBC officer or whatever, we get hundreds of applications. So things have changed and and, and people now want to become part of our civil service family. And mm -hmm. I'm getting very, very proud of that. But yes, I mean, we advertise and we get hundreds of applications, which is why we have had to, you know, change our IT system and make it a bit more easily, easy accessible allow persons to apply for multiple jobs without having to fill out, you know, multiple applications, all of those things that we have done. Mm -hmm. But the common goal is to try and get as many Caymanians in the civil service as possible. Mm -hmm. So, yes, um, again, my, my, my previous comment stands is that, you know, make sure that you are prepared for the interview. You know, we, I, I still get feedback sometimes that persons are coming to the interview and, and you're asked, you know, tell us a little bit about the department that you're going to join and mm -hmm. the person doesn't have that information readily available. Mm -hmm. So preparation for the interview is, is critical. And, and 
you know, come, you know, make sure you come across as as positive, um, you know, dependable, and that you want to be there. You know, it it is something that you have to to fight for. I, you know, me moving up to civil service was not easy. I had to put in tremendous amount of hours. Um, you know, Saturdays, Sundays, Christmas days. I think I worked twelve Christmas days in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it was what I had to do to to move up the ladder. So you have to make it your um, single focus when you are applying to come into the civil service. It is be prepared, be presentable, know know what the job is all about. Make sure you have read the, the job description ten times to make sure that you know you are ready and 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 can and be the very best candidate. Mm-hmm. And Gabby supports that position. She says mm-hmm. the competition to get in the civil service is very tight. It is. Hundreds of Caymanians mm-hmm. are applying for those positions, and she's been trying to get in there for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why, Miss Gabrielle, won't give yes. Up. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Cece is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Cece, likewise, has been applying for some time, and Cece mm-hmm. was just recently um, successful. So she's mm-hmm. finally got a dream civil service position, you know. Because, Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, for some people, that's all they want is a civil mm-hmm. service job. Um, and, you know, I mean, we have to really be realistic sometimes about how we ourselves, and, you know, I've talked about this a before. We expect accountability at the highest levels, which is absolutely um, appropriate, but we should also be making sure that we're holding ourselves accountable. So here's an example. I was speaking to someone over the weekend about some of the tourism sector jobs, mm-hmm. and um, a person went to the, the job fair at the Ritz, and they filled out the application, and then you know they got called for an interview, and what do they do? They show up late for the interview. Yes. It's like, you know, you, you can't. And, and then you guys yeah. want to be calling me and saying, Sandy, you need to put these people in blast. Mm-hmm. How can I support that? How can mm-hmm. I put people in blast when you don't do the bare minimum showing mm-hmm. up on time or heaven forbid early to an interview? Those mm-hmm. are the types of things that are very basic folks, mm-hmm. but already demonstrates because listen, mm-hmm. if you were trying to get a job mm-hmm. and you can't even show up on on time for the interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happens if you're given the opportunity to get the job? Are you going to be showing up to late work, uh, showing up late to work every yeah. single day? That's mm-hmm. the sort of thing that just cannot, you know, be acceptable mm-hmm. yeah. uh, anywhere. So you guys have to be prepared to do your part. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're doing your part That's and right. you've got a stellar um, employment record, et cetera, and you're still not getting hired, then mm-hmm. we need to see where the problem lies. Absolutely. And, and Sandra, I'll, I'll give you a little joke, you know, so a few years back, not for deputy governor's job, but I think maybe when I was um, applying to be chief officer, um, I was preparing for that and um, preparing for my interview. So I said to my son, can you do a little role play with me? Can you uh-huh. ask me some questions? So he sat at the dining room table and he said, well, dad, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to give you the job. And I'm like, what is it? He said, look at how you're dressed. You know, so I, I, I was dressed in a track suit or something like what um, coming from exercise. <laughs> he was taking the he was taking the practice he, session. Yes, real. he said, Dad, if you're going to yes. to to practice, you, you practice with what you're going to wear. You know, so I had to go back in my room and come up with my suit on. But mm-hmm. it's 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 you know, you have it, it's it's almost you have to see it as as once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm mm-hmm. only going to get one time to make a good impression on this. Mm-hmm. So let us, let let me go full out. Um, you know, when I was applying to become deputy governor, I went out and bought special resume paper to put my mm-hmm. resume on so that 
you know, it, it, it looked as professional as we as it possibly could. Um, because I, I again I wanted to make it easier for the panel to say Franz Manderson is the mm -hmm. best candidate. So it, it, whatever it takes to make that that good impression on the panel, you have to do it. Yes, sometimes people say, Oh, well, I'm kissing up to the panel. Well, yes, you want mm -hmm. something from the panel, you want the job. Yes. So if you have to go to your way a bit to, to be nice and whatever, then then do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So a few people again mentioning that they've applied for jobs. And mm -hmm. I think at some point it's also just, just a numbers game. Like if you're one yes. of 200 people applying for, you know, an admin mm -hmm. job or a customer service job, you do understand only one person can get it. Mm -hmm. So the odds are not necessarily in your favor. Mm -hmm. um, even if you pass the exam, you might say, say 50% of the people pass the exam, you're still up against a hundred other candidates. Mm -hmm. So folks, you've got to persist. I think persistence is important mm -hmm. and just stick with it. Um, yes. So Jamila says that she applied for a job and works and didn't get a call back. My friend told mm -hmm. me that they're hiring. When I reach out about the recruitment, um, mm -hmm. when I reach out about the recruitment it was tough. And let me tell you that the person that applied that replied to me, she's always out sick. I don't even know how she's still employed there. Okay. So, um, mm -hmm. um, Perla says, I know Mr. Manderson's not the only one with a solution, but I'm grateful that he's listening mm -hmm. and making miracles happen. One man cannot stand alone. One mm -hmm. love. Yes. But I, I must tell the caller, I, I have some wonderful people around me that work hard every day. Um, you know, so I, it's not me doing this alone. You kept, you kept hearing me saying the team, the team, the team. I have mm -hmm. a great team. But Sandra, mm -hmm. just if I could just um, sidetrack one bit. Mm -hmm. In terms of about young Kimanians coming into service, there's something that I'm seeing, which I'm very proud of, is, is young Kimanians, male and female, joining our law enforcement agencies. Mm -hmm. So we have 100% of our Coast Guard uh, recruits um, um, starting off with 17 bright young Caymanians who mm -hmm. is making us very proud. A few years ago, we would not have had that many or that caliber of young person apply mm -hmm. to become part of our uniform services. Last week, I apply, I um, attended the graduation of um, the police recruits. And again, some outstanding young Caymanians, males and females, are now joining the RCIPS. So I am I am very, very pleased about what I'm seeing happening in that mm -hmm. our young people are stepping up and said, I want to be part um, of the solution. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand by and complain. Um, let, let me be part of the solution. Let me help um, reduce crime in my country. Let me help turn people away from a life of crime. And mm -hmm. I'm seeing it also at the prison as well, where more and more Caymanians are applying to go and work there. So I am very, very, um, um, and Miss what 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 was that question? Yes, I, I was gonna. I'm gonna get to. Sorry, I'm just going through some of the comments so we can get to them. Um, so uh, Janet Watler says, "Remember when Mr. Manderson defended hiring a contracted person with mm. less qualified with less qualified person over Caymanian?" So I, mm. I think I'm not 100 sure, but mm. I believe this could be the one that was in education with Sheena um, Ebanks, mm. mm -hmm. and essentially not just Sheena, but there were other Caymanian mm. women in particular. Mm -hmm 
who um, had done better in the exams and who had placed better in their interview mm-hmm. over the Canadian gentleman who mm-hmm. ended up getting that position. Mm-hmm. And of course, that mm-hmm. was legally challenged. I think mm-hmm. a settlement has been made with Sheena. So no, uh, I mean the, the case went to CSAC and 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 we, we the government won. Um, so they they found okay. nothing wrong with um. Um, CSAC being the, the our civil service appeals appeal. commission, but listen, I, I don't want Machina is a wonderful person. I, I don't want to um, go into into any specifics. The I stand by my this, the, uh, the decision that was made. The best person for for the um, for the job got got the job definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we've got uh, Mel. Good morning, Mel. She says, "Good morning, Mr. Manderson. Mm-hmm. What policies have been implemented?" within the mm-hmm. civil service to address climate change policies mm-hmm. that the civil service can make to lead by example, for example, mm-hmm. no single use plastic, reusable right. water bottles, reducing personal carbon emissions, no mm-hmm. littering, no mm-hmm. polluting, no damage to the environment. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. And so on. Yes. Uh, good question. So uh, one of the first things that um, the new government did was to get rid of plastic bottles in cabinet. So <laughs> we're all drinking out of a, out of a, either, um, like bottles like this, which is from the Ministry of Sustainability and um, Climate Resiliency, um, Mr. Premier's ministry. We're either drinking out of that or we are um, having a glass of water. And we're trying to do that uh, throughout the building. We are big on recycling um, in in the civil service. We have recycling containers all around um, the civil service. And we want to be part of the tree planting initiative um, where... um, very soon, I am going to to be challenging civil servants to be part of that um, as well, um, to to make sure that we are um, doing our part. We also want to make sure that we are um, about keeping the the island clean. So we we take part in all of the island wide cl- um, cleanups, and um, to make sure that we are um, doing our part with that. And I see my good friend Maglin, who I've known for so many years. Um, asking about um, Caymanians versus non-Caymanians. Yes. So, um, yeah, let me get that start that for her. Me? That would be awesome. You know, I have it in front of me. So if you just, if you allow me to step away from my, I moved locations where I had the information. But okay. just off the top of my head, 75% of the civil service um, are are Caymanian. Uh, no, sorry, over 70, 70% uh in the entire public service is around 75%. So where are our non-Caymanians um, made up? Um, mm-hmm. At the prison, RCIP, mm-hmm. um, teachers, and, and some social workers. Those are the departments where our, our, high, our non-Caymanians are, are the highest. Mm-hmm. And, and that is slowly changing as well. As I'm telling you, we're getting many more Caymanians um, going into those departments. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of that. I can tell Ms. Maglin that um, 55% of the service are women and that uh, women are paid more than men in the civil service, about $500 more, and that um, the, the uh, 47% of my senior team are women and uh, 60% of all promotions that were done last year were women. So. Mm-hmm. Again, we're very proud of those uh, statistics, um, Ms. Maglin. If you if you go on to the um, Parliament website, you will see a report called um, the Civil Service Annual um, uh, HR Report, 
and you can get all of the information that you want about the civil service, around pay, around demographics, who got the hiring, firing, um, separation, everything you need to know about the civil service um, is in that report. And Sandra, what I'll do is I'll, I'll get a, a copy and I'll, I'll flick it over to you. But okay, that has that good. has all of the information that, that you need. Wonderful. Well, we don't want to keep Mr. Madison all day, folks, because he does. Yes, I just realized what time it is. Wow. But yep, yeah, we've yeah. got some additional comments. Um, yeah. Now, Amelia makes a point, which I've, I've said on the show before, mm -hmm. but I think it's worth saying again. She says that her concerns mm -hmm. are born Caymanians, folks. Mm -hmm. I want to remind you that legally... Uh, you cannot discriminate yeah. between a born Caymanian mm -hmm. and a non-born born Caymanian once they have mm -hmm. that piece of paper yes. that gives them the right to be Caymanians. And that is mm -hmm. why I always encourage our people yes. who are often responsible for making someone a Caymanian to mm -hmm. pick the best possible people. That includes mm -hmm. these marriages of convenience, folks. I'm going to take this opportunity to say it again. Yeah. When you hire people that are not worthy of having that piece of paper and then they become Caymanians and they're competing with Fifth generation Caymanians, because the mm -hmm. law cannot see them any differently. HR mm -hmm. managers cannot see them any differently. We can't then mm -hmm. put the blame of that situation at the foot of the government, the mm -hmm. civil service, or anybody else. So that's right. Y'all need to wake up a little bit there. Yeah. You see, Sandra, you're so right because I believe, you see, I don't buy into this thing about foreigners taking over Cayman. Mm -hmm. It's not that. Yeah. We are control of our destiny. Okay. There is there is Caymanians. In control of of our of our um, island, um, it, it's up to us to to hold fast. So that 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 one issue on you saying about about margins of convenience, this is something that we are seeing in a, at a staggering rate. Mm -hmm. My office deals with naturalization, mm -hmm. and let me just share this with you. We do a marriage check to to see that the marriage is intact. Uh, before we give someone our citizenship. That means we're giving them our passport. Mm -hmm. We have had cases where the we have called a spouse, the Caymanian spouse, to ask them questions about their spouse, and they didn't remember their spouse name. Mm -hmm. Okay? So who do we blame for that? Okay? We wow. as Caymanians have to take control of our, of, of, of our decisions and stop blaming other people for mm. things that we can control. So, you know, our citizenship must be special, right? It is, it, that person is going to hold a Cayman passport and is going to represent us both here and abroad. Mm -hmm. I take that obligation very seriously. But then sometimes, you know, I, I'm saying to our people out there, I'm speaking directly to you, don't be, don't be persuaded to get into a margin of convenience for a few dollars. Mm -hmm. Stand firm, do not do it, and tell the person to get lost. Our citizenship is worth more than a few dollars. Exactly. All right. So one question uh, that has come in, I saw someone making some comments about um, A.L. Thompson's. Obviously, the deputy governor can't do anything about A.L. Thompson, so I've passed yes. those on yes. to Mr. Alti himself. Mm -hmm. um, someone says to please ask him if politicians are responsible for hiring, if they can give someone a job in the civil service. So this often comes up. Mm -hmm. Where people will say, um, you know, oh, I've gone to my politician, I've gone mm -hmm. to my MP for a job, and I've said it a million times, but perhaps mm -hmm. you can uh, lend a bit to this. Um, whose responsibility is it mm -hmm. to hire, fire, promote, demote, mm -hmm. whatever civil servants, and should or do politicians have any say in the process? Right. So, 
so that's a good question, and I'm glad we, we, we're getting a chance to cover that. So the the employ the civil service terms and conditions, who gets hired and fired, under our constitution, section 55, it says that that is the responsibility of the governor. The governor then delegates some of that responsibility to me as head of the civil service, and he delegates the rest of the responsibility for hiring and firing to chief officers. So from time to time, um, ministers, you know, come to me and say, "DG, one of my consistent uh, constituents came to me. They were like, they were like a, a job in the civil service. Here's their resume." But ministers are not allowed to decide who gets hired and fired. Now, of course, we will consult with ministers um, if we are making key decisions within the civil service, especially in their ministry. So, I wouldn't appoint a chief officer in a ministry without discussing it with the minister. Um, we want to make sure that it, it is going to be a good fit and that, you know, people will, will work together for the betterment of our of our people. So, um, you know, we do speak with ministers from time to time, but at the end of the day, the decision is a civil service one. It's for myself, the governor, chief officers, as to who is hired and fired in the civil mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. Good. All right, folks, so hopefully um, that was crystal clear. Uh, Gabby says about doing research before interviews, the websites need to be updated frequently. Good point. Uh, because if they ask you that in the test, who's the minister or deputy for that department, and you say the wrong thing, it's often because the web page hasn't been updated. Fair point. Fair point. Mm -hmm. So we, we have a program now of updating our websites, but there's always other ways of, of finding out that that information. So, um, yes. but Ms. Gabrielle, please don't give up. And if you want to have a chat with me, please contact me. All right, folks. So we're wrapping up here. Um, Romilia says that there's talk in the grapevine that you'll be retiring soon. Mm -hmm. Will your present deputy be offered this position? So no one has ever offered a position or that's not no. how it no. should work. People yeah. have to apply for the position. Is that that's right? right? That's correct. And I don't really have uh, a deputy at the moment. I have um, the chief officer that I work more you know, closest with is Ms. Gloria McField Nixon. Mm -hmm. um, she's sort of my chief officer in the portfolio civil service. But then I work with all of the chief officers and have great relationships with, with all of them. So yes, the constitution says that the deputy governor must be a Caymanian, that they must have held a senior rank within the public service for a number of years. Mm -hmm. So when I do give my notice of, of retirement, there will be a recruitment process. And then, um, uh, the best Caymanian candidate will will get the job. Mm -hmm. So we've got a viewer here on WhatsApp says, I really do uh, love France Manderson. <laughs> Excellent first guest selection. Mm -hmm. I could listen to him all day, every day. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, folks. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Magdalene mm -hmm. says, thanks for the comment, Mr. Manderson, for those people mm -hmm. entering marriages of convenience. At mm -hmm. uh, Romilia, thank you so much. Um, you know, again, that lies with the spouse, that lies with the Caymanians. If you're mm -hmm. accepting uh, pay and, you know, it's very difficult to prove those things. But if you're the person who is helping to bring down your own country, mm -hmm. then um, you can't blame anybody else when the outcome yes. is, is what it is. So we, we have, have talked about that, that yeah. um, enough on this program and really it comes down to personal mm -hmm. accountability. Shan Lee, thank you. So everyone, thank you so much for mm -hmm. tuning in. Still got well over 200 people. Uh, Ms. Sylvia says, good to see the deputy governor on. Fairness has to be uh, applied during the recruitment process as well. Um, there needs to be a complaints commission if there are concerns. Um, and we, I have, know we have all of that, yes. 
I know that Miss Sylvia has applied mm. um, to the Kays Foundation and has been unsuccessful. And there have mm. been a lot of concerns with, which we have raised here about the hiring, promotion, mm. and apparent nepotism uh, within the Kays Foundation. So I mm. would want you, um, Deputy Governor, to put that mm. organization on your list of Mm-hmm. organizations that you need to look at very, very closely mm-hmm. in terms of the hiring and retainment. I mean, I think mm-hmm. even the chef is a non-Caymanian. I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. These okay. are Caymanian kids that yeah. are in this facility. They're mm-hmm. used to Caymanian good cooking, hopefully, and some Caymanian food. Yeah. Surely, as many qualified uh, Caymanian cooks as we have, we could mm-hmm. hire a Caymanian cook for that facility. Right. So there's yeah. a lot of concerns there. Yeah, and not not passing the box down, but they that the Keys Foundation is not part of the civil service. Right. But I will I will certainly pass on those concerns to the relevant um, mm-hmm. agency and make sure that we look into it. But um, I, I I am with you. There is we have to give our people every opportunity. Mm-hmm. That that is that's the law. You know that's not something that you know we should do. It is what we must do. So yes. let's do it. Absolutely. Ah, France, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on the program today. Um, To all of our listeners, thank you guys so much for making this our first inaugural um, day brew, as El Rey said, spelled B-R-E-W, nice cup of tea, um, on the radio, a complete success. We'll be tweaking it uh, just a little bit, making sure that our time is is right for uh, the radio component of it. But France, I appreciate you being willing to come on and sure. of course, we, we look forward to having you on again soon. Yeah. And, and I look forward to coming back. Um, I, you can see, I'll, I'll try to show you my no side of victory sign. Yes. Good. <laughs> so I, like I, I, I think I think I was able to impart some some good knowledge here and some victories Absolutely. that we have had across the service. So do, could I have two minutes to just wrap up? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. So, so, Sandra, again, thank you very much for, for having me and to... The listeners, thank you very much for the um, for the questions, the comments, and the suggestions. Um, I take them all um, very seriously. Um, I, I want to address them. We are not perfect. I am not perfect, mm-hmm. um, but you know, we we want to take the the, the concerns of the people that we serve um, very seriously. Our, our critics, um, you know, we want to hear from you, and I will. I don't defend the indefensible if there's something that is going wrong in the civil service i I listened to you earlier sandra when you said you know the word sorry can solve Mm -hmm. some issues sometimes but it has to be has to be genuine Mm -hmm. so you know if we get it wrong i will say that we're sorry and we will do whatever we can to 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 address the issue Mm -hmm. you know um and there's a, there's been a question about you know where did we get our vision right you know did we get our vision of being a world class civil service right mm-hmm. and I think we did and, I, and why Sandra is because I have total confidence in our people mm-hmm. that if we give our people the opportunity they will be world class mm-hmm. and I just want to give um, you know two examples of where we have been world class in the civil service mm-hmm. the Department of Commerce and Investment. Um, was um, recently awarded a gold um, a gold standard by the investors and people. That is, is, is a coveted award around the world. So this civil service entity is now mm-hmm. recognized as a goal leader in investors and people. The portfolio of the civil service recently won People's Management Manager, People Management of the Year. 
from the U, a UK-based HR society. We mm. went up against um, companies all over the UK, and we won. And mm. finally, um, the, the Cayman Islands won Project Management of the Year for the establishment of our field hospital. We beat a, a, a group of, again, UK companies, including Rolls-Royce. Um, what that tells us, Sandra, is that our vision is correct. Mm -hmm. If we give our people opportunities, they will do great things. So this little country, this little civil service beat Rolls-Royce in a competition wow. on project management. That is something that we should celebrate. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and, and I know people sort of make fun of, of our vision, but I take it very seriously. And mm -hmm. that, again, because I have confidence in our people. And Sandra, just to thank you in closing for... Um, you always say that you are the sort of fourth link for of, of government, and that you um, shine a light on when things are not are not going well. So thank you for do that for doing that. Thank you for for, for you know for what you do to to make that happen in our island. And that having a free press is is essential. That okay. you can get you can be there and say. Um, you know, shine a light on when things are not right. If it affects me, you know, you always give me that opportunity to to say, Sandra, okay, let me see what I can do about this. Mm -hmm. And I thank and I thank you for that. Um, so congratulations on your um, on your new venture on on the on the radio. Thank I can say that um, it's been a pleasure to be here and to communicate with you and um, the people of the Cayman Islands. And I look forward to um, coming back again. Wonderful. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, and of course, thank you to all of our listeners who make this uh, K-Man's undisputed number one talk show. Even before we were on radio, I'm going to share all the details of why I say that later on in the week when I'm permitted to do so. But trust me, I speak from a very informed position. <laughs> so uh, Deputy Governor, again, we appreciate you. Um, thank you for coming on. We understand it's not an easy job. And no. oftentimes, you know, people are, are keeping your foot to the fire. But we appreciate the transparency this morning, um, mm -hmm. the honesty and, um, you know, letting us know a lot of the positive things that have yes. been happening in the civil service and what mm -hmm. you guys are continuing to do. Yes. Thank you very much. And thanks to the listening audience. Thank you. All right, my dear. All right, folks. So that's going to wrap it up for us. So just a reminder, we're back on tomorrow morning at 730. So we have to be very, very punctual when we hit that start button for the radio. Um, here, obviously, in social media, we can kind of go into a little bit of OT over time. Um, not a problem if I have, uh, you know, appointments later on in the day. I'm always happy to do that. Some guests are so engaging, as Mr. Manderson was this morning, that you guys just want to keep talking. I totally get it. Totally understand it. So don't forget, Bobo 89.1, folks, is where you can tune in to um, the live broadcast every single day now, Monday through Friday. And we're going to be tweaking the intro and the outro just a little bit more. Um, but of course, I had to drop the new ones this morning for you guys. And you'll see the big billboards all over the island, um, you know, making sure that everybody knows that we're here on the radio. Spread spread the word around. If you've got a granny and she's getting bored in the mornings, uh, listening to the CMO CMO or to nothing at all, you know, put it on that little dial, fine tune it for her. 89.1 so she can tune in right here to the cool hard truth. So we've got a lot going on this week. A lot of things that we want to talk about. Hopefully tomorrow we'll have some time to discuss the immigration letter, which was causing a bit of a stir 
um, in the community last week. We did publish a letter and I think it's time that we delved in and talked to talk about a bit about that. So we'll make some time for that on tomorrow's program. Of course, we want to talk about some of the celebrity stuff with Will Smith and Chris Rock that happened in the U.S. Um, I kind of have mixed feelings about it, to be honest. So let's let's chat about it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, we'll delve into that one. So again, folks, have a fabulous day and we'll see you in the morning at 730. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Find us on Facebook and YouTube for the latest show episodes, including special community interviews and much more. Follow Cayman Morrow Road on Facebook and YouTube for all your community happenings. 